0: to episode 87
1: of Coffee and Co-Read, your source for all things literary, with Catherine and Kristen, where we believe there's nothing better than a hot coffee and an awesome book. Join us for our virtual book club where we take one book a month and dive into all the drama, adventure, and romance we can find. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Kristen. So, it is our last week of October. So to wild. Oh my God.
0: Sorry. But we're so close. We're fucking so close to the second book. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. So close. I can't. November 7th. So we are just a short, I'd say, week and a half away. Mm-hmm. It's going to be incredible. I cannot wait. Uh... So besides that, uh, so for our last day of our spooky month, uh, we're going to talk about supernatural things, because both of us are very into, not like real life, but like we're both very into the genre of like supernatural. So like all yeah. things like creepy. Supernatural. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, don't want to say it
1: the third time. I understand. I understand. So, all Including things. Including the show, yes.
0: which we both have tattoos yes. for.
1: <laughs> but, like, all things magic and extra, mm-hmm. like, weird and
0: cool. We're, yeah, as you've probably known if you've listened to this podcast for a half a second, we're very into fantasy. Yes. And we've been into fantasy a long time. The whole time that we've read. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, that's what we read. Yeah. Fantasy.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we thought for this last spooky, would you rather, or not would you rather this week, but for our last spooky topic, what sort of supernatural being would you pick to be? So, what supernatural being do you want to be? This is a hard one. Because...
0: I know. Don't look at me like that, but it's a hard one because the teenage emo side of me obviously is going to pick vampire, of course. But the rest of me is like fucking Faye. Faye is where it's yeah, that's at. That's true.
1: No, you have a point.
0: I know, right? Yeah. It's so
1: hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think for the integrity of my soul, as dark as it is, I'm joking. <laughs>
1: I need to pick vampire. So like we're encompassing like all things magic y in this. So like it could be anything. anything. So I guess I would sort of go similar. My only issue, here's my here's my query. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of the things that you mentioned have uh have are considered immortal by our standards, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's my question for you. So I agree. If I could be Faye, a hundred percent, yes, I'd be Faye. Right?
0: Yeah, guaranteed. But also, I'd I'd have to be in the Faye world. I don't want to live in this world as an immortal. Well, but is that what well, you're getting so at? Kind or?
1: of. So, like, the issue is both of those. Like, we I'm sure we can tell from fiction and from media, living an immortal life is a very lonely existence. So, yeah. at least if you're a vampire, you have the ability to tra- to transform people into vampires so that you're not alone. Yes. Fae, you don't really have that. So, like, if you're Fae, you're sort of up the creek alone without yeah. any ability to, like, have somebody be with you forever.
0: True. But I kind of feel like... Most of the fae things we read, they have their own world. So, like, are we including that in <laughs> caveats and fucking? Would you rather? Marry marry? <laughs> God, I exhaust myself. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, I don't. I don't think if I were a vampire, that's a sentence I didn't think I'd say. Um, I don't know that I would want to change anybody. Is the other thing really? Yeah,
1: because like oh,
0: they think it's super cool in the beginning, and then they would resent you, and then
1: it would be a whole. No offense, I'd change. Thing. I'd change you in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> and I would welcome it <laughs> if I was
1: a vampire.
0: I'd be like, I would be a vampire by process. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you show up in the <laughs> door. You're now a vampire. Yeah. Listen, there's something Fair. to tell you.
0: You're a vampire. Now. Ah. Yeah. Yes.
1: She's <laughs> like ying, ying,
0: ying. Wouldn't even tell no. me.
1: Just do it. No, I would a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So
1: just keep that in mind. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. If you
0: become Faye and jump into
1: a cauldron, keep me in mind for that okay. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I but yeah. I so. I also wouldn't hate being a witch. Oh no. Same. Mm. I agree on that
0: one. Because I, I feel like that's more attainable. Yes. It's like yeah.
1: goals. Yeah.
0: That's true. <laughs> you can
1: do that. Mm. Yeah. So, I wouldn't want to be a zombie. <laughs>
0: no. I don't
1: think I'd want to be a werewolf. I think it depends on the nature of werewolves. Like, yes, is it... Which is where we are with everything. Yeah. But, like, is it the type of werewolf that doesn't remember who it is on change, Ooh, like Harry Potter yeah. style? Or are we thinking more, like, just can't control the change on the full moon, sort of, like, Bitten style? Yeah. Or no, she can control the well, change. Well, it would have to be... You would have
0: to be Bitten style. Yeah, I obviously don't want to... Fr- well, that's just drinking... But <laughs> don't want to black a out. Is a werewolf? just just alcoholic. like an alcoholic? Is that what the? Is that where it came from?
1: Oh. <laughs> Great, good.
0: We figured that
1: yeah. out. Uh, but it. like, I sort of agree with you. Like, what's the? What's, you know? What's the upside to being a wolf?
0: Yeah, other than like being
1: strong and fast, you can eat
0: everything you want. You can be strong, you can be fast. Like, you eat everything and then
1: you're still very skinny. (laughs) Knowing me, I'd be like the one werewolf with like a really low metabolism. (laughs) I'd be like the chubby werewolf, like rolling around. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah. There's obviously a whole bunch, but we can't talk about them all. I think both of us are same page, either vampire or fae. You're more on the vampire side. I think I would be leaning more towards Fay side. Yeah.
0: But, like, witch is super like... I feel like in, like, ten years, that's gonna be... we're just gonna give in fully to our witch side and just say, fuck it. Yeah,
1: True story. Because what else are you gonna do? <laughs> I know uh so i guess we're gonna get into our heads up that this is not a spoiler free zone at all and things will definitely be getting saucy this week they're like immediately Immediately saucy immediately in the sauce so we are reading week. so it's week four of uh fourth wing by rebecca yarrow's It's our last week, we are reading chapters 30 to 39, aka the end of the book, Uh, and it's going to get sad, it's going to get hot, and it's going to get crazy. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, It's going to get supernatural! (laughs) Oh my god, we didn't even think about (laughs) turning into dragons. I don't
0: think I'd want to turn into a dragon. Although it would be really fucking cool. (laughs) Uh, They live a long time too. Well, shapeshifter, if you can turn into anything, like if we're throwing that on the table, you could be fey, you could be vampire, you could be dragon, you could be shark, you could be anything.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Throwing that wrench into the situation. No answer is correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so at uh, last week we had a million things happen and already I forget a lot of them because that's how my brain works. However, Fair. I do so like they had um training with the two dragons. They had a competition uh, her squad won and they went on a field trip and then the field trip got attacked so then Zayden had to like bring her back home and she didn't want it Uh, and then they had their like the squad games or whatever like that and Jack the dickhead that he is Le- tried to kill Liam so she used Andarna's powers and saved him and then she uh channeled and got her signet and it is lightning because she's a Boom. badass. She's a bad bitch. But she's also spiraling because one, he's the first person she's killed and she was upset about it. And two, she feels like she was meant just for killing because she feels like her power has no other value other than killing people. And we're actually going to find out this week that like, I don't know. Like, when she's practicing, it's, I don't know. Well, I'll get into it when I get there, but. uh, (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to say. (laughs) I know. Uh, I have thoughts. I have thoughts about it, and I'll get into those thoughts when we get to her training with it. But uh, Mm -hmm. So she's wallowing in self-pity in her room, and Zayden comes in and tells her that she needs to be strong on the outside because she's going to have a ton of enemies now. Uh, So she has to stay strong outside, but inside her room and with him, she can let it all go and just be vulnerable. So if she wants to hit him, he's there. Like, just show him what she's got hidden. And so instead, she decides not to hit him, but to kiss him and act on those thoughts that she's been having for quite a while. Yes. Please. Uh, So she makes the first move, obviously, and kisses him. And, like, I feel like he is near the door. So, like, she goes up to him and, like, wraps her arms around him and kisses him. And he is literally, like, two seconds. And then he spins her around and pushes her against the door and makes out with her hardcore. And I've actually heard that a lot of people find that this scene comes out of nowhere because it's sort of, like, a bit PG up to this point. And, like, I've heard a lot of people comment and say that, like, the book is decently YA, and then this moment happens, and it goes into, like, no, 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 this is not for children. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I've also... I had my own thoughts about it, because, like, the whole scene that happens, and then, like... They completely avoid the bed, and I'm like, that is a red flag. my head, when I was reading it, I was like, avoiding the bed, avoiding, like, sleeping with Mm. her on the bed feels like a red flag to me. But none of it's true? Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I don't... I... It was... I guess I've only read a few real NA books cuz NA really I guess in my mind is just YA but there's swearing and there's sex but you don't need the sex for it to be an NA book. No. Like and I know I've I've heard people say that like the sex does come out of nowhere and then it's like they think that she just put the sex in to be like oh, this isn't a YA book, but, like, she was a romance author before. Like, this is her, I'm assuming, I, I have not read any of her other books, but I I kind of assume that they're romance. They are. Based on... I don't yeah. know how sexy they are. So, I don't either, but I assume they're romance, so, like, I just feel like, I get that it's, like, kind of out of nowhere, but it's an enemies to lovers book so it is going to take time for it to actually get yeah. there we're only in the one person's point of view and she's not sleeping with anyone else cuz she the only people she have cru- she has crushes on are Zayden and Dane and Dane can go fuck himself yeah so <laughs> and like they talk about sex all the time and i've also heard people complain that like her friend is only there to sleep with people and, like... Hey, man, more power to her. Exactly. And it's not like that, because they're... I don't know. I I know it's a bit hard, because she is representation. Yeah. And I get that. But everybody's doing it. It's not just that it's Rhiannon that's doing it. Like, literally everybody in the writer's quadrant is, because they're going to die. So... I don't know. Sex is brought up a lot in the book, and the only reason I think that the sex part is so PG to this point is because she's not having sex with anyone herself. Like, if this was a multiple point of view story, we would have got sex before now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I I didn't really think it was out of nowhere. I didn't either. Like, the sexual tension has been building and has been very steamy. (sighs) Scorching. So... I think I think the intensity of the scene is what people are sort of, because like normally, and I say this having read just a ton of Nora Roberts and stuff. Normally, it's just not mm. this intense. Like this is a very intense yeah. sex scene. Like it's like whoa, lots. Like it is aggressive, but in a consensual way, right? Yeah.
0: And it just seems
1: like a lot of times, like, first-time sex, it starts off really rough, but then it gets, like, tender. And this...
0: Yeah, which is why, when I read this scene the first time, it kind of scared me. Because I was like, he's avoiding the bed on purpose. Right. Because I was like, he's not looking for something. And, like, I, I, I wasn't really wrong. But I was like, he's not looking for something serious here. He doesn't want to, like, sleep with her in a bed and it to mean something more. Yeah. I was like, it's a conscious thing that he is avoiding the bed and destroying literally everything else in her room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So just to get into that. So, like, they're making yes. out hardcore against the door. Which I love anyway. Yeah. Uh, And then he tells her that she doesn't want this. And she's like, oh, no, I really do. And then she's, I know, I'm like, stop telling her what she fucking wants. Let her decide. Anyway, and then she's like, you know, should she find someone else? And I'm like, bitch, you wouldn't want it with anyone else. Like, you want it because it's him. I know, but she's just I know. she's saying it to get to I him. Know. And I love it so yeah. fucking well. Yeah, I do too because his response is, fuck no. And then she yeah. says good because I only want you Zayden. And of course that like uh-huh. undoes him and he like starts to go wild. So like, I guess yeah. he, like it's sort of sad because like He's going so crazy because it's, like, nobody has ever wanted him for him before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she knows who he is, and she knows what type of person he is, and, like, she wants him anyway. Whereas I feel like everybody else probably sees him with his rebellion relic first.
0: Yes. But I also think it's the fact that, like, the lies and
1: deception... (laughs) He he knows he's not being truthful. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so they're, like, kissing like crazy. He grabs her by the bum, and, like, she wraps her legs around his waist, which I think is, like, super hot, too. It's, like, one of the hottest things. Yeah. And she thinks to herself, like, he is mine. And, like, that's nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, like, mine. they move around a little bit, and, like, they're trying to find purchase. And, like, you're right, they avoid the bed. And then she, eventually she's sitting on a desk and, like, I don't know if they sweep everything off of it or if everything just falls off of it. But, like, they just keep making out. And he tries to tell her, like, that she, he, she's going to hate him in the morning and she doesn't really want this. But she tells him to stop telling her what she wants unless he doesn't want her. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like, listen to what she's saying. But I do think that yep. you're that you are correct in saying that this is sort of a manifestation of the fact that he's not being entirely truthful with what he's yeah. doing with his life. Um, but anyway, so like, she's like, unless you don't want me and you want to stop, like, fine. But like, don't tell me that I don't want it because I want it. And then he like grabs her hand and like puts it on his 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 peen. Uh yeah. And he it's like obviously it's like rock hard and he tells her that like that's not a problem. Like he always wants her like as soon as she walks into a room apparently he gets rock hard. So mm, Yeah, Fair. that's good. But like he also said that she knows that he he knows that she has had like a really shit day and he doesn't want to take advantage of it. Which is yeah but then she says that she doesn't want to think she only wants to feel and I don't think that helps her case like I don't think that was a helpful thing to say like if you're trying to convince him that you are in your right mind and you're sound and making decisions of your own agency and not as an emotional person telling him that you don't want to think and you only want to feel is not I don't think that's the right way to do it
0: Yeah, but I almost think it's the only way that he's going to accept it. Because, like, she... If she's going to invest into this, then he doesn't want that either. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's the only way that he's going to be okay with sleeping with her.
1: I guess. But, like, she also says that it's not taking advantage when she is essentially begging him to take her. Yes.
0: Which she, like...
1: We're in her head the entire book. She, yeah. she, she wants yeah. this. We, we know yeah. she does. <laughs> so yeah, so he keeps kissing her and then he like starts to touch her clit through her underwear, like with the underwear still on. And like she says he's being like deliberately teasing and not giving her enough friction. So she tells him to touch her and he his response is like, if he does, he won't be able to stop. So again, we get this sort of like, they can't help it they can't help each other like they're just they want each other so bad but he's still trying to hold back
0: yeah and i think she even says that like he said that but she knows that like if she were like wait stop he would obviously stop like yeah he's not a piece of
1: shit he's a good guy so um anyway so um, no joke my favorite line of this like i don't know about the whole book but one of them is so violet says to him after that she says stop being so fucking honorable and fuck me (laughs) yeah which i love because she's like i'm just like yes violet you tell him what you want and i love it and then so like he's like oh okay uh (laughs) (laughs) so then i guess he starts to finger her like like, he moves her panties out of the way and he's talking about how soft she is and how hot and how he can't wait to feel her come around his cock, which is hot. Like, yes. And, like, yeah. he keeps stroking her until she comes, obviously. And she hears a lightning strike outside her window a few times. <laughs> Wonder what that is. So she needs him now. After that orgasm. Which is weird. Like, like, right at, immediately after having one orgasm, she's like, I need more right this second. Like, aren't you a bit, like, I don't know, just feel like you're a bit sensitive. and You need, a, a, like, a few minutes down time. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, depends. I guess. Okay. So, she, like, takes all of his clothes off. And he tries to, like, have sex with her there on the desk. But the angle is wrong. So he picks her up and leans her against her, like, armoire dresser. And apparently he fucks her so hard that they shatter the armoire. But they aren't done. Because then he moves her to the wall. But over the curtain. Like, I guess, leaning her against a curtain. Which is a terrible idea because it'll pull. uh, And she is, like, loving it so much. And she feels her power building again. And he tells her to let go. So she does. And lightning actually whips through the room. And (laughs) she can smell smoke, but then Zayden's power takes over for a minute. And the charred curtain falls to the floor. And then he finally puts her on the floor and pounds into her. And she tells him that he's beautiful. And that causes him to, like, go berserk and apparently she needs to come again so he strokes her clit with his hand and she comes again and then uh his power causes her training dummy to shatter and then he comes so there's just a lot of orgasms flying around and a lot of many and orgasms. a lot of shattering of of furniture items <laughs> and avoidance of the bed yeah. <laughs> So they lie on the floor for like a few minutes um, just to like survey all the damage that they've done. So like her curtain is smoldering, the training dummy is shattered, the armoire is shattered, somehow a chair got destroyed. Like pretty much everything is ruined but the bed. Uh, And like this is what I- so she stares at his relic which is on his back. And sees all the scars that he has, which we've mentioned before. And then she asks him about it. Mm -hmm. I just feel like right after sex is not the best time to be asking about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like it kills the mood. I don't know. Well, the mood's over. I guess. Don't know. Anyway. So he does actually tell her about it. So we get the story now. So there are 107 scars. And that's the same amount of children that have rebel marks on them, like the same amount of rebel children. So he actually made a deal with, um, like I'm—I don't think it was her mother, but like the people in charge, General, whatever his yeah. name is, um, with the dragon that did the, riot. yeah. So he personally vouched for those 107 kids' loyalty and allows them and essentially he's the one that got all of them the right to join the riders quadrant so like all of the children i guess the uh the leader and the the king of the kingdom or whatever initially wanted all the children killed and Zayden managed to uh, make a deal where they won't die. They'll go into the Rider's Quadrant when they are old enough and they can either fight to live or just be put to death. And if any of those children betray Navarre, then his life is forfeit. So. I just feel like in no circumstances is it okay to kill children so like yes, just from that admission alone and us hearing that so Navarre was willing as a country to go that far and kill the kids of rebels because the parents were rebels hmm. because of that I just feel like in no way shape or form do we have a good guy you know what I mean like at the beginning of the story, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, navarre they have to protect it and blah, blah, blah. At this point, I feel like it's creating, it's setting us up to be like, mm, Navari's not actually a good place. Yes.
0: You know what? It feels very Hunger Games. Yeah. But like. Because in the beginning, you're like, obviously in the beginning, you don't think that greatly no. of them anyway. But they're literally sending children to die. But like that's the whole riders quadrant in general. Like they're not children, but they're 20 and they're like letting like 50% of them die in the first day they go there and they're like that's reasonable. Who cares? Like there's nothing stopping all of this death. And like in the snippet of the there's like a scene from the new book. It seems like it's worse so i don't I don't know what's gonna happen in a new book, and there was that comment that she made on somebody's um somebody asked on Instagram why nobody cares that all these kids are dying in the writer's Quadrant, and she said that'll come up in a future book. so well that's fun. but yeah, I think like they're letting them all die in the writer's Quadrant. That's like that's also just insane,
1: yeah, I don't know. It just like. It. This is really, like, I think the turning point for us, for just us, like, seeing the country the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, and okay. Violet, too, right? Because Violet has been thinking this entire time, like, because it is, like, indoctrined into them at a young age that, you know, it's very hard to be in the writer's quadrant. So you need to be strong. You need to be tough. So, of mm-hmm. course, half them die. You know what I mean? Like, well, they can't be riders yeah. unless they're really strong and tough and survive. So, like, yeah, she, it just seems like this is sort of her first glimpse at how unfair her her kingdom really is. Like, it's almost yeah. like a little bit of her wake-up call. Uh, so, he, like, goes to get up and leave, but she asks him to stay. And he doesn't think it's a good idea. Because he doesn't want, I guess, anyone seeing him leave her room like early in the morning, like the next morning, and thinking yeah. that maybe she has slept her way to the top. Yeah. Um, which I mean is is nice of him. Like I get it, but also the dragon chose her.
0: I guess you could argue that maybe his he Taryn chose her because of them sleeping together. Maybe. And the dragons are mates. Like, you could, in a world, argue that, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he said, so she does manage to, like, convince him to stay, but he was like, fine, but we have to keep this really low-key. And then he tells her that it would be a mistake to fall for him. They always say that. They do. These morally gray men. Yeah. Ugh. Stop being morally gray, then. Except for <laughs> I know we <he> did. It. <laughs> uh, so when she wakes up, uh, Zayden is gone, but there's a little jar of violets on her nightstand, which is adorable, Aww. because it means that either he had to go and pick them and bring them back to her room, or he had his shadows go pick them and bring them to him. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, So she hears a knock on the door and she thinks it's like, because obviously Liam is still injured. So he's not guarding her right now. So she thinks it's somebody else that Zayden has put in charge of guarding her. But it's actually Professor Carr for training duty. So this is the professor that told her her siblings were really amazing and hopefully she could live up to it and was essentially just an ass. And now, of yeah. course, that she's developed her signet, all of a sudden he thinks she's like a hot kamabi and he's like, we have to train right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they fly to a clearing away from like a bunch of trees so that she doesn't catch anything on fire. Um, and he sort of calls her fragile, because he says that, Again? yeah, so like he sort of says like that there's like most powers have fail safes put in them so that the person doesn't get too powerful. And essentially he mm-hmm. says that her fail safe is the fact that her body is so frail that yeah. she can't get too powerful because if her lightning is too powerful, then she'll die because she's so weak. So, like, mm-hmm. a, anyways, he's a bit of an asshole. Um, and that pisses Tarn off, obviously, and, like, Tarn, like, growls at him. And he then is, like, sort of, like, taken aback a little bit, and he was like, sorry, like, meant no offense. But then she's like, I don't trust you, because you killed Jeremiah. And he's like, so Jeremiah is the guy that can read everyone's mind. And Professor Carr is the one who came in and, like, just snapped his neck and took his body away. And Carr sort of reminds her that, like, mind readers aren't allowed to exist because they're considered a threat. Because they can get all sorts of information from everybody and knowledge is power. So, like, if he heard the wrong thing, he could then sell that information to the highest bidder. Or if he heard, like, something from the king, like, you know, it's just apparently they're not allowed to exist. Um... But then he says, like, he offers her some advice. He doesn't plan on killing her. (laughs) It's like, thank you. (laughs) Good to know. But he says that because her and Zayden are, like, a package deal, it makes them a very, like, he says, you guys are the most coveted pair in a really long time. Like, they're automatically being paired together because the dragons are mates. So, like, they are a package You can't get one without the other. Yeah. Uh, But he also said, like, you're also powerful enough to be like a formidable enemy. So, so like, Command would not think twice about killing them if they seemed to be doing something threatening. So he said, like, keep your loyalties very clear. Like, keep it very obvious that you are a loyal rider of Navarre. Because if anything looks like you might be rebelling or you might be betraying your country, they will just kill you because Mm -hmm. they're so powerful. And it's like, I kind of actually appreciate his candor. I'll say like, I just, I appreciate that he is being completely honest. Yeah. I appreciate that too. Um, anyway, so he's like, let's get to training. And He asks her to call the lightning, but she doesn't really know how to call it. Like, it's happened, but both times have been very heat of the moment. Uh, So he was like, well, what's been happening when you have called the lightning? (laughs) And like, she obviously doesn't want to get into exactly what happened because she killed someone the first time. And then the other couple of times has been during sex. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, she said that, he he just said, oh, so you had, like, obviously she didn't say, oh, I was having sex. But she just yeah. said, I think it was emotional, like, I think it had something to do with my emotions. And he said, okay, so, um, the, the prof... <laughs> wants her to get in the same state of mind, which is hilarious. So essentially he wants her to get horny during class. He doesn't know he's saying No that, he doesn't. Though. But still like
0: But I yeah. love
1: it. So dumb. Uh, so uh she opens her mind to Zayden, like their little corridor that she has in her mind, and he helps her out. By sending her images of her through his eyes while they were having sex, uh, and it turns her the fuck on, and she lets yeah. of course,
0: of course, it and
1: and she lets some lightning loose, and I just feel like it's super awkward because Taryn <laughs> Taryn is a witness to all this because he's always in her head, so like yeah. Who cares, though? Because, like, he's put her through this, too.
0: Like, she was a witness to his. But not a
1: witness. She just felt his feelings. Like, she didn't actually see it with her own eyes. And, like, what would that even look like, with two dragons? (laughs) (laughs) Moving your head? (laughs) Like, how to train your dragon when they do their dances? (laughs) They're
0: already mated. They don't need to (laughs) mate each other. Um, Yeah. Now I'm thinking about trying to have <laughs> sex. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I think he just... Uh, but he's he's also had other bonds in his life. And he sees every memory a person has. So, like, he sees every other time she's had sex, too. Like, it's it's too yeah. much. Would not like Like,
1: i hope he can close himself off the same way that she can close herself off but i hope that he can like shut it off like
0: maybe he gets off (laughs) on it
1: (laughs) i don't like it i don't like it that's fair i (laughs) agree (laughs) Anyway, so, she manages to actually, like, let the lightning loose, and she does it a few more times, and she does eventually manage to figure out how to do it without being turned on, but, uh, she can't aim for shit. (laughs) So, later, after practice, she's in a room, and Zayden comes by, um, and, like, they're trying really hard to not make things awkward between them and it's I don't know like I can't decide if at this point like or like I don't know cause like you can tell that he's being non-committal but he's also doing relationshipy things so like he's sending her mixed messages 100%
0: like he left Violet's so that like she wasn't like oh, he didn't even stay the night, or whatever. Like, he... uh, Yeah.
1: Now, I'd love to know, like, if they actually, like, did he sleep at all? Because, like you said, there was, like, bed avoidance. So, like, that night, did he sleep?
0: Because... And he also, like cleaned up a bit with his shadows to like so i i don't know maybe he didn't sleep maybe he just panicked in the
1: bed because of the <laughs> Ooh, like lying down with her like tucked in <laughs> being like just like freaking out yeah i think that's yeah. what it was <laughs> um so anyway so for some reason she asks him to tell her something and it was where he went the night before the gauntlet which was week 2 Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really, like, he's sort of hesitant to tell her, but he does tell her, apparently. So it was him and Garrick and somebody else? Riddick, maybe? Probably. That'll so she sees them. They were, like, in the courtyard coming back from something late at night. And she's like, where were you guys? And, like, he, I guess, Zayden tells her, like... Third year stuff, don't worry about it. But now she's, like, for some reason... I don't know, it's weird, because this moment was never brought up again. Like, it doesn't stay in her head. Like, she doesn't think about it. Like, she doesn't keep thinking about it. No. But she asked him at the time where he was,
0: and he was, like... Yeah, he said
1: third year stuff. Yeah. But, like, still, I just... (sighs) She's asking him again. It's ag- plot. Kristen, it's plot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> but if she's asking him again
1: now, I would have hoped that over the course of the past couple of like months that we've experienced in the book, I would have just hoped that maybe it would have crossed her mind again. And like, maybe it was something yeah. that really bothered her and she didn't know why. Or like, Something to make it stick in her head as, like, a niggling something. Like, just some reason to bring it up now.
0: Well, you'd think that she would have been like, Hey, that night before the gauntlet, and then also the night that you saved my life, and you were fully dressed, and so were your many friends that came into my room and disposed of the bodies. What were you all doing both of those nights as rebellion-marked people that were in their flight gear. But, like, but... Like,
1: she could have brought them both up because they were both...
0: But, like... They were both the same thing. But, again,
1: like, you would think that those events would have crossed her mind. Because, like, presumably were in her mind. So, like, for her to bring up those events again, I would have just liked for there to be a mention of those events of her thinking hmm, those weren't quite right. I should ask him. And then just never getting the chance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. instead of her being like, at the time. That's weird. Oh, well, I'll forget all about it. I know, but like, I guess she never really had the chance
0: to ask him about the scars until they had their mental bond. And then she did. And then he was like, nope, shutting that down. So I don't know. I feel like she didn't think about his scars between the moment
1: she saw them and then asking him, but it was just kind of a given that she was thinking about I guess, them. but then she sees them again and she's like, oh yeah, what's with the scars?
0: No, I mean, when she, she asked him through their mental bond Oh one right, day. Yeah, you're right. She did. And like, that's how we knew she's still thinking about it, but like, she hadn't been like
1: outwardly thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But I think it's mostly plot,
0: if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It's sure. plot.
1: <laughs> anyway, so he tells her he was in Athabine, or Athabine or Athabine. I don't know. Uh, but she can't know why. He can't tell her why. So she just accepts that and is like, okay, sure. Uh, and she's, like, picking up the stuff that they knocked off her desk, and she picks up a book and the book was her father's i guess her sister smuggled it into her stuff like at the very beginning she left it behind and her sister got Mm -hmm. it for and smuggled smuggled it into her stuff after the fact um Mm -hmm. and apparently it has a letter written by him for her stuck in it that she hadn't found before and the note says that folklore is passed from generation to generation, and it only takes one desperate generation to change or erase history. And he knows that she will make the right choice. Hmm. What could that mean? Yes, we don't know which generation is the desperate one. What are they desperate to change? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, But the book is that folklore book that she was looking for in the archives and they were like, we don't have that book. And she was like, that's weird. You're supposed to have a copy of every book. And there's no way a library can have every single book. I know, but this is like
0: the library, the archive, like they should have
1: all the books. Uh, Anyway, so there's uh, the, uh, the folklore book and then there's a story in there. Uh, of the venom and it tells us the story so like we've heard a little bit of sprinkling throughout the book that like venom are really scary and parents used the tales of venom to scare their kids and that they're like just like made up monsters like the boogeyman. Um mm-hmm. but this story tells us the origins of venon so apparently they were humans that took in too much power and became evil And then they created uh, Wyverns, but most of the stories, like, in most folklore and myths and all that sort of thing, most stories have, like, a message or, like, you know, a a moral. So these ones were about how, like, power corrupts. Hmm. I wonder who we could be talking about. Definitely not her mother, who is very high up in the chain of command. Can't be, and I still don't think she is her mother, but that's a separate story. Uh, so she sort of doesn't really know what her dad is trying to tell her, and I sort of agree. Like, she got to get up on a balcony and like see things from a different perspective. Like, if you're in it, obviously it's hard. You'd
0: never. You would never see what he's trying to say. No,
1: (laughs) no. No, absolutely not. But that's what I mean. Like, she's not going to get it. Of course she's not. Because she's not seeing things from, like, above. She's not seeing things from the higher perspective. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so Zayden, like, moves on her. And he, like, wants to have sex again. But Violet knows that if they keep this up, like, he is an awesome person. Like, in her eyes, like, he's... But very good to her so she'll definitely fall for him and she knows that he doesn't mm-hmm. want her to so she tells him that she cannot separate sex and emotion where he's concerned and since he refuses to admit that he's falling for her too like she was like I know you care for me like he obviously wouldn't have designed her saddle he wouldn't have trained her he wouldn't have got her those violets if he didn't care for her so, she yeah. says, like, I know you care, but he's not ready to admit it, and he's not ready to enter into a relationship based on those feelings. So, because of that, she doesn't want to keep having sex, because she knows that she'll eventually fall in love with him. I think they're already in love with each other, to be honest. I think this falling for business is nonsense. They Bullshit. both already fell. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So, she says they'll keep it to last night. Like, call it a one-off. And then she tells him that he doesn't get to tell her how to feel. She's so emotionally... Mm. Good. Yes. For sure.
0: Yeah. She understands her emotions in a way that I will never understand.
1: (laughs) Never. Yeah. So, essentially... Uh, she just says like, she was like, you can't tell me how to feel because he's like, you can't fall for me. It's a terrible decision. She's like, you can't tell me that. Like, if I fall for you, that's on me. I'm not asking you to do anything about it. And I feel like that's a big issue in a lot of like books. It's like people are afraid that someone else is going to have feelings for them. But like, if someone else has feelings for you, that's their thing to deal with. They're not For the most part now, I know that there are some assholes out there who are like, I like you. That means Mm. you like are beholden to me and like you owe me because I have feelings for you. No, that's not how it works. If You have feelings for someone that's on you to deal with. You can pursue that person if they're free and able to be pursued. But like, her feelings are her own. She's not asking him to do anything about it. So, like, for him to be like, no, 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 you can't. It's like, fuck off, dude. Like, she can yeah. do whatever she wants. She's not asking him to, like, get married because she likes him. You know what I mean? <sighs> I completely know what you mean. And that's kind of what it comes down yeah. to. Like, she realizes that, too. But
0: I'm just uh, so impressed with her knowing her emotions and her heart. And, like, throughout the whole book, she's,
1: like, so emotionally yeah. mature. Um, anyway, so, uh, he, like, agrees with it, and he admits, like, maybe it's for the best that they don't start anything, since they have Tarn and Seagal, and, like, a relationship could complicate everything. And she gets really upset at this, and throws him out of her room. And then a month passes. It's wild. So, uh... A month later, they're apparently getting ready to celebrate Reunification Day, a.k.a. the day that Zayden's father lost his rebellion, like, lost the battle for rebellion. So, mm. apparently the king is coming to celebrate at the school, so, like, they all get special dress uniforms, which actually sound really cool. Like, a, there's a... Yeah, they get to and Yeah, oh, and wow. there's, like, a ton of different options. Like, that is super cool. mm mm-hmm. So, they're eating breakfast and they're talking about, like, what uniforms they're going to pick or whatever. Like, whether they're going to wear pants or a skirt or a dress or whatever. And Violet and Zayden are actually having, like, a mind conversation. And she's, like, staring at him, thinking about how hot he is. And he's telling (laughs) her to stop because he can't think when she looks at him like that. So... (laughs) She does one better and tells him that if he would just get over himself and admit he has feelings for her she would strip down and get on her knees and suck his cock. <laughs> and I love it so yeah. much. And that makes him choke on his breakfast and then everybody stares at him because he just randomly like chokes in the middle of nothing. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so yeah. good. Um, so like on top of the fact that it's reunification day, it's also like ten days to graduation. So, like, yay, she's made it pretty much to her first through her first year of uh writer school. Uh, and she's really worried about what assignment Zayden will get. Uh, because I think she's yeah. saying that because he's so powerful, like, they'll send him to the front lines, which is decently far away. Hmm. Um but <laughs> They're in Battle Brief, and she tells him, like, through their little mind bond, to take her to bed. Out <laughs> of yeah. nowhere. I yeah. fucking love it. And it's sort of like, you know, since you're leaving soon, we might as well. But, like, he still won't admit that there's anything between them. And he says, like, he's we're going to graduate, and it's going to stay like that. And then she wonders if he's relieving sexual tension elsewhere. And then she asks him, just out of the blue, if he's sleeping with. I know. If he's sleeping with Imogen, I just I don't I don't really get where her mind's at. Like it just it really came out of nowhere.
0: I felt the same way when I first read it, but then I thought back to who I was as a person at 20, and I was like, oh yeah, completely makes sense.
1: Like, I know that, like, being
0: insecure, and like, especially if a guy's like, I'm not going to sleep with you, because feelings and shit, and like, you're like, I'm going to suck your dick, and then you're like, take me to bed, and he's like, you can't, or like, whatever. You're like, there must be, it it feels like a rejection. It's not in a way, but I kind of get it a
1: bit more. If you think about like your mental headspace at the age of 20. And I think like, I think Imogen might've been like looking in his direction too, which. 100%. And we've talked about it a few times. Like, and she's felt jealous of her. Yeah. Um, anyway, so because. Because she asked him if he was sleeping with Imogen, like through their head, that, like, I guess it made him angry. And he yelled her last name out loud in their that. in class. And I just love that she's yeah, she's getting him on edge. Um,
0: I actually hate it. There's so much secondhand embarrassment, but I'm also like, his recovery is A so plus. good. Like, you just landed
1: yeah. that. <laughs> You so, like, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like obviously they're in the middle of class and like they're discussing a battle and he just yells out, Soringale and then the prof is like, What? What are you what are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, uh, I would ask for Mira Soringale because she can protect she can create a barrier and protect it and blah 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 and she would be a great asset. <laughs> so like he really covered well. But then Violet pipes yeah. up and says, "I would just send the third year since they graduate soon anyway. Might as well send them early to be like a dig at Zayden. Like, I don't want you here ten more days. Like, just go now." Yeah. Um. So, like later that night, they're all getting ready for the. They're all ready for the party, and they all meet up. So it's Violet, uh, Rhiannon, Riddick, Liam, and Nadine. Have we heard a lot about Nadine? The only thing I remember hearing about her
0: is I think she wasn't cool yeah. with sitting with people with rebellion yeah. relics. So
1: that's all right. I remember. So they're all going to the party together and she asks where Zayden is or she asks Zayden in their little mind thing where he is but like he doesn't answer. So the reunification day it's not only the day that you know, they were- they won against the rebels. It's also the day that her brother died six years ago, so, like, it's not a very comfortable day for her. Um, but, like, so she's not crazy in love with the party either, but Liam is, like, around her, and at the party, everybody is staring at Liam and his rebel mark, and she's like, shit, right, like, It didn't even cross her mind that, like, none of the rebels are there. And by rebels, I mean rebel children. Like, Imogen's not there. Like, Zayden's not there. Garrick is not there. Bodie is not there. Like, none of them are present. And she's like, shit, right, of course, everybody is going to be, like, hyper aware of them today. Because this is the day they lost. And this is, like, everybody's going to, like, extra hate on them today. So, like, she tries to make Liam go because she's like, this is definitely not fair for you to have to, like, deal with all of this hate and people staring at you. But he's like, no, I won't leave your side. I promise that I wouldn't leave. And ugh, it sucks. Yep. So, her mother actually approaches her with the king. And they chat a little bit, and just small talk. And all of a sudden, Zayden comes up in conversation. Because, again, because their dragons are mated, it means that they're sort of linked now. So the king sort of is talking about it. Uh, And her mother says that, oh, seems like you've grown close due to your dragons being mated. And the king says that he is glad that there's a Sorengale watching him in case he decides to start another war. And I'm just like, ugh. I just did the biggest eye roll ever, because it's like, he didn't start the first war, you dum-dums.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking child. Like, I know he's not now, but he was a child at the time.
1: He was, what, 17?
0: Yeah, I guess well, six years ago. He's 23
1: Younger now. when it started. Well, yeah, when it seventeen ended, it was yeah. six years ago, so yeah. Anyway, so her mom and the king move on, and I guess, like, they were making subtle digs at Liam as well. So she tells Liam that she's going to kill Zayden for making him do this. But he said that Zayden actually didn't make him, and actually told said that he didn't have to go. But he promised to protect her, and so he is. And she saved his life, so it's the least he could do. And, like, Liam's just a good boy. Like, he's just a good boy. Such a such a good yeah. boy. Like, we love Liam. I would adopt Liam in a heartbeat. 100%. I wouldn't have sex with him, but I'd adopt him. Because he's just, like, a, a little boy. Little, little baby, baby boy. boy. Um. So, Dane approaches and tells Violet she looks beautiful. And he cups her face like he usually does. And then asks Liam if she's tried to escape yet. And Liam's like, no. And then essentially tells her that there's a stairwell nearby and to go. So I guess she's not crazy about parties either. So they just leave. <laughs> I Yes. But I feel like this is, like, Dane being manipulative. Yeah, I don't know why
0: he did that. Like, at all. But it's something, it is manipulative in some way. <laughs> I don't know why. But Yeah, this is what
1: be. I mean. Like, I don't know what his motivation is to to help her sneak out. You know what I mean? Because, like, he wants to keep her away from Zayden. Like, everybody is at the party, including him. Would If he wants to keep her away from Zayden, keep her at the party with him maybe
0: to get her mother mad at her for leaving and potentially going to see Zayden.
1: I don't I like I know. I know it doesn't make sense, but there's something. Yeah. It's it's weird. So, they do leave and she uses like the door in her mind to find Zayden. Um and she tells Liam just like, "Go home, Liam." And I'm like, "He does." Which again is weird because she hasn't found him yet. So yeah. Liam's just like I had couldn't let you go to the party alone, but I'll let you wander around the pe- the school alone. I guess maybe he uses
0: his sight and sees that um Bodie and Garrick are like standing outside. It's a stretch. It is a stretch. Or maybe he was just like maybe he was just like shit, she's pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna maybe. get out of here.
1: Uh, anyway, so she climbs some stairs and she sees Garrick and Bodie guarding the parapet. Uh, Zayden is sitting on it. So the thing that kills like half the people that try to walk across it, <laughs> he's
0: just funny. sitting on it.
1: Just, you know, living his best life. Um, and they sort of tell her, like, she won't want to see him tonight. He's, uh, he's in a mood. And she just sort of eye rolls and she's like I'm going anyway like thanks but I'm going. So she takes yeah. her shoes off obviously cuz I think she's wearing heels or like at least platforms or wedges or something that's really in a, like really not a great footwear for the yeah. parapet. Uh and like she's wearing like a dress that's like really flapping in the breeze here. But she does approach him and she sees, obviously, he's in, like, she's like, shit. Everybody is celebrating the day her fa- his father was killed. So, like, that sucks. Meanwhile, he is mourning the loss of his father. <laughs> so, like, it's like, hey, my dad died. Woohoo! You know what I mean? Like, so, obviously, yeah. she's like, shit. And then she realizes, like, He takes care of everybody. Like, all the rebel children. He took all of their life debts on. He takes care of her. He takes care of his wing. Like, he takes care of everybody. And she's like, shit, who takes care of him? And it's like, valid. Thank you. And what? after her father died, you're like, nobody
0: really took care of her either. Her, mo- her mother ignored her for a year. Like, Yeah, but... Sh- she had her sister, but her sister went into the riders quadrant immediately. Like, I know it's not the same, but,
1: like, she's had a bunch of shit, too. I know, but I think it's different because, like, she doesn't have the level of responsibility that he has. So, like... Oh, for sure. Like, you're yeah. right. Like, nobody would took care of her either, but, like, she didn't have to take care of a million other people. She just really only had to worry about herself. Yeah. And she had a co- she had you know, yeah. friends. She had Dane and she did have her sister and she did have that Jacindia Mrs. from the li- from the archives like she had people to like be concerned for her. Yeah, but like clearly Garrick and Bodie
0: are actually concerned for
1: <laughs> I, But I like... guess I still feel like their level of concern does not exceed his responsibility for them because yeah. like He has to keep them in line, or else he's dead. Besides the point. So she's, like, looking at him, realizes that she's in love with him, and realizes also it doesn't matter if he feels the same way. Which, again, just sort of proves my point from earlier, that, like, her feelings for him have nothing to do with it. Like, she's not asking him to reciprocate.
0: Which is... This is why I find it so wild that like, she knows her feelings so well, but I don't, I guess maybe it makes even more sense, but it like the whole moment where she asks him about Imogen earlier just seems so immature for her where I feel like she is so mature, but maybe she just realizes that, hey, I'm jealous. I'm going to bring it up, I guess, but yeah. Just yeah.
1: interesting. So he obviously sees her coming towards them and he like flips out and tells her to go back because like this is this
0: of course of fucking course. So get back.
1: It's... You're on the parapet. You will die. You're not wearing shoes. <laughs> and she's like I'm only gonna go back if you are. And I will say that I I don't love this interaction here. Like not that I don't like what happens I do but I find her being a little manipulative like okay. at this part I'm not going back unless you were like girl like he, she, he's mourning his father like maybe like just I just I just want I her to just like maybe not do this tonight you know what I mean but
0: I do know what you mean but I think that she originally
1: actually thinks he's in danger yes and and i appreciate that but like now that she sees that oh no it's just a sad night for him maybe like go and come back later like you know what i mean like
0: no i think he should get the fuck off the parapet i completely agree with her until he's like hey i can catch myself with the shadows which he does say and i'm like oh shit i forgot that but until he says that i'm like yeah Go out and tell him to get off. A hundred percent agree. Okay. I just, it's like it's.
1: She sees it as semi-suicide. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. Anyway, so they have like a nice conversation on the parapet, and she tells him like she knows that he wants her, and like he was like she was like I know that you care for me. You show it by, like, everything you do, with the training, the saddle, the violets. But, like, she's like, I know that if you're afraid, uh, you're afraid that if I get to know the real you, I won't want you. And she's like, yeah, I'm really nervous to, like, risk everything. But she said it's the fear that makes it worth it. And she said if she wasn't afraid, it wouldn't be worth it. And he then flat out asked her, like, why did you accuse me of sleeping with Imogen? And she just admits like she was jealous and he actually then tells her that Imogen has a thing for Garrick. Which I didn't no, see. That. I didn't either it, like I didn't
0: all. I I didn't see Coming it at
1: all. out of left field completely. I guess
0: every time they talk about her looking at him, Garrick is there too. I yes. guess. But like the second time I read it I tried to like pay more attention and I was like <laughs>
1: Oh, well, at the very beginning, remember, like, Imogen is, like, very protective of Zayden?
0: Yeah. I, and, like, I don't think it's going to be an issue, because, like, at the end of the book, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. I think it's actually true.
1: I just think it came so far out of left
0: field that it doesn't feel like that was the intention.
1: Uh, anyway, he also tells her that he gets jealous, too because after threshing he saw Dane kiss her and apparently he like lost it it was that kiss that we talked about that had no chemistry whatsoever that she was like nope i don't want to do this anymore yeah but he says that he wants to do this he said he's tired of fighting it and she's it for him which is adorable i love it yeah So, he tells her to, like, get down off the parapet, but he also then says he can't take care of anyone tonight. But she insists. just fair. So, that's another part I don't like. Like, I wish, instead of her just insisting, no, let's go, no, we're going back to your room. Because that's all she does. Yeah. She insists that he get down, like, even though he's in a mood, and I understand, like, she's gonna go back to the room and she's gonna do something nice but like i wish she would have said something like he says i can't yeah i'm not in the mood just, i can't take care of anyone tonight i wish she would have said then let me take care of you or something yeah. to that effect i think she does say when that, they like, get back to the room
0: she says yes. it later like but yeah i i i agree like it's also maybe not on the anniversary of his father's death Like you said, it's not the time to be like, I love you, you love me, stop playing around. Like, I I get that 100%, but I do think, like, she just wanted to get him off the parapet.
1: Which is fine, but like, but again, like, if he says, you know, like, can you just leave me alone? I'm not in the mood for it. Like, I can't, I can't deal with this tonight. I wish she would have been like, okay, let me bring you back to your room and I'll leave you alone for the night if that's what you want. Or like, something. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah,
0: because he doesn't really say he, like, he doesn't want, he doesn't say he wants to be alone. He just says he can't take care of her. So, yeah, I do agree. Like, she should have said it earlier. Or she should have just been like, then let me walk you to your room.
1: Then, like, whatever. I I, Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Anyway, so, she insists and, like, she makes him take her to his room. So then they go to his room, and apparently it's really big because he's a wing leader. And But then she makes him sit on the bed, and then she tells him she's going to take care of him. So she takes his boots off and his coat off and his riding leather leathers. And then she tells him that like he doesn't have to talk about it with her, and she doesn't expect him to. But she does ask him, like, I don't know, to take his mind off stuff. Like, where he got a certain scar. And he says it's from Sigal at Threshing. And she says that, like, it's weird because most dragons do give their riders scars at Threshing. But Tarnan and Darna (laughs) have never hurt her. Yeah. Um... And this reminds Zayden of Tynan. So apparently he wanted to kill them just for attacking her. But like it also reminds him that in two weeks he won't be around to protect her if she gets challenged. And she like goes to put him in bed and like just tuck him in just in a nice way. And he tells her that he's going to keep her no matter what. And she says, good, because I think I'm in love with you. Which is cute. (laughs) Not very certain, though.
0: Well, like, no, but it's also like, I guess maybe she was just going to put him in bed and leave. But
1: but again, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not. Just communicate it. I'm not upset with with her, like, with her getting him to his room and taking care of him and putting him in bed. That's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset with the fact that she didn't communicate that with him. Like he was like yeah. he was like, I, I can't that. take care of you. And she was like, Well, come on anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just wish it was been more like, yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna take care of you. Or let me at least walk into your room, or let me put you to bed, or like something to make him aware that she wasn't going to take emotional advantage of him. Do you
0: think he would have liked her saying that though. Like, I don't think he's like I don't think he's like super toxic masculinity that like he would not be okay with somebody being like, I'm gonna walk you to your room. He's like, I'm the best warrior that has ever warriored in this quadrant. Like, do you think he would oppose
1: that? No, I think maybe if she had said it in front of a large group of people maybe he would have been like Oh, we can't show weakness. But I think just yeah. they were essentially alone. I don't think Bodie and Garrick were there. Mm-hmm. I think they left as soon as she went out on the parapet. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, no way, we're not dealing with this shit. So they just <laughs> peaced out. And I guess they wanted to give them privacy yeah. too. So, like, there was no one around. For sure. Yeah. Uh anyway, so he and so she says, like, I think I'm in love with you, and he says, You think or you know? And she says, She knows she's wildly in love with him. So like that goes <laughs> I think I'm in love with you. I'm wildly in love with you. <laughs> Fifty <laughs> yeah. to two hundred. Yeah. Immediately. Um he then he starts to kiss her and he tells her that he needs her. And if she doesn't want this tonight, that it's fine. But if she doesn't, she needs to leave. Because if she sticks around, he's going to have her naked in two minutes. Which I appreciate. Uh, And then she tells him there's no way he's going to have her corset off in two minutes. Mm -mm. And anyway, I don't actually know. I didn't, I don't remember him, her actually timing him. But they kiss, and then they strip, and he gets her on the bed, and he starts eating her out, and then he adds his fingers into the mix, and then she comes, and of course there's lightning outside, and then they have sex, and then there's more lightning, and she tells him she loves him, which causes him to go wild, and then she comes again. Uh, He never says he loves her, by the way, in this interaction. No. Uh, Which is something to think about. So, after round one, she realizes that her lightning broke his window out, which is crazy. So, and like, never come,
0: nothing matters. Nothing fucking matters about destroying these no, rooms. No, things can get fixed
1: immediately. Uh, They're on to round three with her on top of him when there's a knock at the door. Apparently it's Garrick and Zayden says like dude seriously go away like this better be like a life or death situation uh mm-hmm. but Garrick's like I wish like I wish I could like I would absolutely not be here but he says we're under attack bum 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 uh yeah wow. so obviously they're like oh shit so they get dressed she obviously only has her fancy dress uh to put on. So he gives her his coat and they head out to formation and they're waiting to hear what's happening and Zayden tells her in his head that it's not they're not actually under attack. It's the last war game. So it's not an actual emergency. So they just dumb. faked it. To see how fast everybody could get in formation, like a fire drill, and I hate yeah, it. Which I guess is fair. I hate it, but I like I
0: hate, I do hate it. it
1: too. Um. So the plan is to send each squad. So I guess each of the four wings. Uh, in a different direction. And each little squad is gonna pick where they set up as if they're defending the border from an attack. However, they're assigning wing leaders to certain posts as, like, the headquarters for each wing. So, fourth wing is apparently going southeast. So, like, technically, Zayden is going to be in one, like, section as a command center, and then he's going to delegate to, like, different outposts for all the four sections will say um so zayden is actually setting up in athabine dun dun dun
0: Magic. the city that he yeah. was
1: in before that he couldn't tell violet why he was there and now he's being assigned there mm. and it's also outside of their
0: wards. Oh, yeah. mm. so
1: weird <laughs> Uh, and it's a five-day exercise. It's a long time. Very long. So, Dane tells them that his little section, his squad, are going to claim uh the post at Eltaval, And, like, run and pack. They're gonna leave in 30 minutes. So, like, you guys gotta go pack. So, they get back to the courtyard, and all the dragons are there. And Zayden had a little harness made for Andarna so that she could come on long flights and just clip into Tairn when she gets tired. (laughs) And it's so cute. I love it. It's so cute. Like, it just, I wish I could see, and like, I know that obviously we can't see unless somebody makes fan art for it. (laughs) Or if Rebecca Yaros, like, comes out with, like, a scale model. I'd just love to see the actual size difference.
0: Right, same. Because I don't, I don't no, get it. I can't. Because obviously, we said in the beginning, we thought like she was small, Violet was small. They were going to yeah. be small together.
1: No, but that's not and the like case. for the fact, like I just I cannot visualize how big Taren is. Even though I know that they said that Violet like didn't even reach his ankle. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in the presence yeah. of something that large before. No,
0: I can't think of
1: anything that large A whale or, than, or something. Like, A blue whale. But, like, obviously, we've never. They don't have have ankles. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's funny? I wasn't thinking of that at all. I was thinking of. We've never been able to see a full blue whale because they're under the water. So I'd never be able to stand up next to one.
0: (laughs) Because they're going to (laughs) stand like this, and you'd be only to their little. Yeah. Tail
1: joint. So like I just I cannot visualize how big he is versus how small Indarna is versus how small Violet is. And I would like to be able to. Mm-hmm. I'd like somebody Same. to do the yeah. math on that please. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So it's really cute. Uh, so Dane is getting ready to go. And Zayden like comes over to her and she sort of just thinks that he's like gonna he's saying goodbye. And it like Dane's like, what are you, like, essentially, like, go, like, you need to leave, go do your thing. And Violet's sort of like, Dane, it's okay, like, he's just saying goodbye. Uh, But then he's like, actually, I'm taking Violet and Liam and Imogen with me. And Dane is pissed. He doesn't want him taking Violet. Imagine. Hmm. But Zayden... Outranks him, and uses like good logic as to why she should come with him. Um, like even though Athabine is beyond the wards, like he he uses some sound logic, so Dane can't really argue with him. Can't really like, can't really say anything against him. And like she tries to get them to stop arguing, so she touches Zayden's arm and tells him that if he wants her to go with him then she'll go and zayden's gaze like obviously softens at her cuz you know they're still in their lovey-dovey phase like he she just told him that she loved him mm-hmm. and like but obviously dane like sees the affection and gets pissed off because she chose zayden and yeah. he begs her not to go that zayden is going to get her killed but she tells him that she trusts him so Dane sucks it up and whispers to her that he'll miss her. And he turns and walks away. I'm telling you. <laughs> Such a dick. I, honestly, Such this is the one dick. thing I don't know how I'm going to put up with him for another four books. I just can't believe that we're going to have to. I wish we didn't. Like, I hope he dies. He's not going to, but I hope he does. I swear to God, if she, he ends up like this is one thing I'm terrified of. If we end up with like a bait and switch, like if he like changes his ways and then she starts getting feelings for him, I am going to be no. so furious. It's not going to happen. We don't know that. We it's don't not. know that.
0: No, I don't
1: know that. I
0: <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> no. It's it's not. I I I'll burn this world to the ground. <laughs> and it's already burning. Doesn't matter. We would actually, like, people would I agree. It. She would not do this to us. You? Although, you know what? You know what? <laughs> this is so bad. But she, <laughs> oh, fuck. She's a military romance author, so, like, maybe rules are very important to her, too. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Just kill me now. That's it. Like, a part of me is, like, should I wait and wait for somebody to, like, Tell me what the entire book's about and spoil it before I read the next one. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm getting it the day it comes out, and I will be reading
1: it if I have to take a day off work or not. So I will let you you tell me if it's if it's bad or not. And I don't mean bad like written. I'm sure it will be fine. I mean, if if I'm going to hate my (sighs) life.
0: Well, we are, because it's going to end on a stupid cliffhanger again, because there's five (laughs) fucking
1: books. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, they fly all morning, and keep in mind that Zayden and uh, Violet have barely slept, because they've been having sex all night. So, uh, they reach Athabine, um, which is in uh, Tyrandor, so that's where Zayden is from. Uh, and they stop at a lake near their outpost for the dragons to get a drink. And she is worried for Andarna because it might not be safe out here. um, Because, like, again, they're beyond the wards. But Taren reminds her that, like, she can't control a dragon. Like, regardless of her age, she wanted to come. So even if she's a baby by mm. dragon standards, she still makes <laughs> up her own mind. So, she chats with Liam for a bit until Zayden comes and, like, holds her hand and leads her out of sight around a boulder. And he starts to, like, massage her muscles because, like, she was flying all night. And I think it's one of her longest, it's probably the longest flight she's ever had to do. So, like, she's really sore. Uh, And then he makes a move on her for sexy times. And uh, they're, Mm -hmm. like, getting all hot and heavy. Uh, And they are interrupted. But this time, it's not Garrick. It is a griffin rider, who are, like, the sworn enemies. Um. So there are two more 30 feet away. And Violet is, like, ready to fight. Because she, again, like, she assumes they are her enemies. So she's already called to Tarn, and she's already told Andarna to stay with Sigil. And I'm like... Isn't Segael going to be needed, like, for this fight? Like, why are you... Like, Sigal's not just going to sit by and let Zayden fight with nothing. Yeah. Anyway. so She's about to, like, erupt, like, let loose her lightning power on them. When Zayden clamps her arms by her side and then wraps her in his arms and kisses her. And he tells her if she's ever trusted him she needs to do it now and to stay here and stay calm and then he passes her to liam as if she is a possession and not a person a second (laughs) potato yes (laughs) and liam says he's sorry about this and even though she yells at him to let her go he does not until tarn roars at him and smacks his hands into letting go. So I guess he, like, used his tail or something to smack his hands. So he lets her go. Yeah.
0: And mm. Zayden
1: approaches the griffin riders calmly. And all he says is, you're fucking early. And that causes Violet's heart to stop. Because it, does. it means that Zayden has been in contact with the enemy... Kingdom, which makes him a rebel slash traitor, and she's essentially spent this whole book like fighting with herself about just because his dad's a traitor doesn't mean he's a traitor. When in fact,
0: turns out it does allegedly, yeah,
1: not good. it is not good. Not,
0: good. not good. Five starts with a quote that I thought was kind of interesting it says, In his last days of interrogation. Fen Ryerson lost touch with reality, railing against the kingdom of Navir. He accused King Tory and all who came before him of a conspiracy so vast, so unspeakable, that it does not bear repeating by this historian. And then the execution was swift and merciful for a madman who cost untold lives. And it's by Colonel uh, Lewis Markham, which I kind of wonder, do you think that's Professor Markham? Uh i would say like
1: because like a part of
0: yeah because they normally have like some
1: thing to do with the story like on top of that a part of me like when i'm reading this a part of me believes that like this is happening like a this happened like years and years and years ago but like it it wasn't yeah like you know what i mean like it was only like seven or eight years ago which isn't that long so like
0: like the oh oh yeah oh the rebellion yes
1: yes 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 yes
0: yes. i thought you were saying no no so like like, the rebellion
1: itself and then the execution so like when we read things like this and it's like markham a part of me is like well maybe it's his maybe it's a like a a relative maybe it's his (laughs) parent but i'm like yeah great great (laughs) grandfather wait no wait yeah no I get that like seven years ago so it's probably him (laughs) or her whoever him yeah anyway so yeah
0: yeah yeah but it it just kind of shows you that like not everybody is in on it which I kind of appreciate like because I think the first time I read it I was kind of like everybody's in on it all the parents and teachers and everybody like that knows everything,
1: but like. But I mean, I guess we not. can safely say that it Professor Markham is in on it. No, but he he hears the he hears what the what the who's he who's he trying to who's Aiden's dad um saying did all the bad stuff. Fen. Oh, Navir. Oh, just the the kingdom
0: the king and all who came before him like the all the kings i guess so i mean
1: like i guess are you saying that like he he knows so he's saying this to oh well, i'm saying up? he said he accused the king of doing something so foul that i can't rewrite it but like if he thought it wasn't true yeah. what would be the why wouldn't he rewrite it it just it smells of a cover-up to me the fact that he refuses to that oh. he refuses to record it in history means that he's in on it to me. Oh, I took him at his word. I thought that he was being sincere because like
0: I don't know. I just and I don't I don't really know. Oh, I guess you're probably right because it says the book or whatever that it's an excerpt from is Nevir an unedited history. If you're saying
1: it's an unedited history you should probably say what he interesting and like if you, if you okay. really believed that. that it wasn't true then you could have been like oh my god can you believe what he thought the king did? Yeah. I guess you would just be like
0: oh the fairy yeah. tales that we've heard. He it's thinks they're real. He's really, like yeah. actually delusional. Which although he did say he lost touch with reality but yeah I don't know. Anyway, don't know, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, just interesting. Um, but that quote is right in the middle of a very important scene, so I don't even think I even read yeah. much of it the first time because I was yeah. like,
1: What the fuck?
0: Except for you, kind of knew what was happening, like, you knew that obviously this fairy tale was like, actually real. They and keep mentioning it shit. over and
1: over again, so like, I feel like there's a little bit of value. Mm-hmm. Well, then, especially after she got
0: her dad's letter, you're like, obviously, that's going to be something. Um, But anyway, so Zayden says, what happened to meeting tomorrow? We don't have a full shipment to this griffin uh, rider. And Violet is just looking at the griffins, and she is Mm -hmm. in shock. And Taryn says, if they try anything, there'll be a snack. (laughs) Uh, I love it. um, I know. He's, He's the best. Um, but she realizes, and so does everybody else, a little bit before her maybe, that Zayden has been helping the griffin riders, and that's why he's been sneaking off, and like, it hurts her to the core, figuring that out. Um, so Zayden asks the griffin riders, like, why they're there, and... They're really snarky, and I
1: don't really get why they need to be so snarky. Like, Yeah. Especially if he's helping them. Just, like, just be nice people. Seems
0: so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically they say they've come to warn them that they lost a village nearby to a horde of Venon two days ago. And Violet's just like, Venon? They're not real. Is everyone, like, playing a prank on me or something? Um, but Imogen says that Venom have never come this far west. So she's like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody seems real cool with this. Yeah. Um, they start to say more. And I kind of think that they're about to say that there, there are wyverns with them. Um, but Zayden stops them and he says it's in case they end up interrogated, they need to know as little as possible. Uh, But they just say that they're heading, that the Venon are heading north to, like, near Athabin, which is where they're going for their war games. So that is not good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Gryphon Riders say that they are going to help. That's nice. And, yeah. (laughs) Because this is outside of Navir's borders, so it is Peromiel- Territory, which is where the Griffins.
1: That's not where Athabine is. Athabine is still in Neva- Navarre.
0: It's outside of the. It's outside Australian of the. Borders. It's outside
1: of the wards, but there are there's are unprotected areas of Navarre outside the wards. Uh, okay, but it's like, I guess it's close to. Yes, it's close to. Pearl, like... Pearl Miel, Yes, it's like yes closer to the border with yeah. them which is why they call it unsafe because it's close to the border, has nothing to do in their minds with venom.
0: Oh no. Well,
1: probably does, but (laughs) not that they're telling people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So Violet then kind of feels something change and Zayden looks at her. And one of the Griffin riders says, if you think you'll, Convince a Soren Gale to risk their neck for anyone outside their own borders? You're a fool. And she's just there, like, um, what the
1: fuck, man? You don't. I'm right here. Know me? And like, isn't it the yeah. Griffin Riders offering to help them? So why are they talking about her helping them when they're helping her?
0: Yeah, yeah. It it really makes no sense because like they're not even. They're just there to go do their war games. They're not there to do anything or. I don't know. It's just, it's, they're really antagonistic for no reason, really. Especially since, like, Zayden is being nice to them. Not really nice. He's helping them, I guess. Not being an ass. It's not. Yeah. But they are. Um, Violet's power starts to simmer because she's feeling overwhelmed and cornered, basically. And then they mention how much weaponry, the ransom for the daughter of the king's general, would buy. And Tarn is obviously insanely annoyed at them. And Violet just says, I dare you. And, like, lightning flashes above her. And then darkness swarms them. And Zayden says that she's not up for discussion. <laughs> and they just say, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, They just say, let us know if you get away from the disbelievers and then leave.
1: But I don't really know. Do they think that, like, Violet just doesn't believe in, like, anything they're saying?
0: Which, like, at first she doesn't, which is fine. But, like, I just don't understand what they want him to do. Because, like, they go and do what they do after this and they help. But then the Griffin Riders are like... You should leave. You're going to die. So, like, what are they even expecting them to do here? It's just... They're they're just so, like, antagonistic. And I just don't see the point of it. I'm like, why? Why? Anyway. um, Imogen just says, good luck, Ryerson, and, like, leaves to let him talk to Violet. And... Violet tells Taryn that everybody here has a rebellion relic and she like is just realizing that like literally every other person except for her has one and (laughs) Taryn is just like yep (laughs) and you're like god damn it Taryn (laughs) and obviously Violet is kind of spiraling because she realizes like she fell for Zayden and he's a traitor and she's feeling real shitty about all that right now Um, but Taryn and Anderna lied to her too, and Taryn tells her that there's only one bond more powerful than a dragon and its rider, and obviously its mates. So the dragon mates trump her relationship, and her heart is, like, breaking because everybody that she cares about lied to her, and it's only going to get worse, um... But she feels like she should have known better with Zayden. Because, like, obviously he has secrets. He has dark powers. Uh, But she asks Liam then if they were ever really friends. And he says that they are friends. But he owes Zayden everything. And then he says, they all do. And he says he can explain it. But Violet is super pissed. And she pushes him and says he watched her fall for Zayden and Zayden comes over to I guess try to talk to her and says violence let me explain but she tells him that if he touches her she will kill him and lightning goes from like cloud to cloud above her head and Liam is just like dude I think she will um, and he just says that he knows and he says he knows what she's thinking that he betrayed the kingdom but she calls him a cliche. And a fucking villain, villain hiding in plain sight. And he says he's not a villain to her. And, like, I, I don't mind her figuring this shit out. Because I do like that she does it on her own. Like, after this part. But I'm like, I don't know. I guess I've never been in a situation like this. But I'm like, I think we can forgive him for not telling you about all of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know, man. A part of me just feels like this has nothing to do with her. You know what I mean like, and I say that in the nicest way possible, but like obviously his feelings, obviously how he has acted towards her, everything has done for her, has nothing mm. to do with this side of him, like yes. she is not the country that he is betraying like. He is, you know what I mean? Like, I just, and like, I understand he lied to her and blah, blah, blah. And like, he didn't lie. He just didn't tell her. It's a lie by omission. It's yeah. a little different. It's the same as her dragons did. And she forgives them. Uh, super right. Quick. So it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, <sighs> girl, like, I get it that you're a little upset because he did this stuff without trusting you to tell you. But like you guys literally just got together. He's not, why would yeah. he tell you before now? And also, like maybe he would have told her in the coming weeks if they'd had a chance to like be together. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were together, together,
0: together, together one night. Yeah. They've had sex two that nights. she was like, I yeah. love you. Yeah. So like, and he was avoiding her in between because he knew he wasn't telling yeah, her the truth.
1: So like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, She should probably, uh, you know.
0: Her anger's in the wrong direction. And I think maybe that's what she's going to explore in the next book. Because really, like, this is a huge deal for her. It means so much about her mother. Like, that is really the story here. It's not, like, would she she have even believed him anyway if he told her? She probably would have just thought he was crazy and lying about her mother. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so she um, she says that she was trained as a scribe and they've, like, only defended their borders for the last 600 years against the Griffins. And he tells her that they've been giving them weapons to fight the venom, And, of course, they're, like, super specific weapons. Um, but she starts to say that the venom are fables. But she kind of starts to work it out then. And she thinks of her father's note... Um, which is a big part of it. And Zayden basically tells her that they're real. And she replies, like, people who can tap into the source of magic without a dragon or griffin to channel, corrupting their powers beyond salvation. So that's that's what the venom are. Like, not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he says, like, they've drained all the magic out of the barons, and it's, like, spread like an infestation. And he does tell her like, this isn't how he wanted to let her know. <laughs> and she's kind of like, yeah, if you were ever going to tell me, but like, I think that's a bit short-sighted. Like he obviously had to. So did Taryn would have come up eventually. Um, she asks Taryn if he has any input, but he says he chose her for her intelligence and courage and wants her to come to her own collu- conclusions and not to let him down. Which I kind of like, but I'm also like, dude, you lied too. <laughs> um, she kind of starts to ask why the Venon don't attack Navir, but she realizes that the wards that they use make all non-dragon yielding impossible. So like venom wouldn't be able to yield inside of Navir either. So essentially she's like, I have to believe that Navir has no idea that poor Miel is being attacked beyond the borders. And then Zayden says, or they know and are doing nothing. Which is obviously the worst of the two cases.
1: It is. But, like, as of right now, if this is the worst thing they've done. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> also the fact that they're sending children off to be. I know they're not children, but they're sending children off to be murdered. During war games. Um, But I think that's this is going to be a hard thing for Violet to like wrap her head around because of her upbringing and her mother and all of that. Uh, uh, Yeah, so Zayden actually shows her the weapons that work against the Venom. And um, it's the same thing that powers the wards, which is why there have been so many raids. Obviously, the griffins are trying to get the material that powers the wards to kill the venom. And he hands her an alloy embedded dagger with ruins on it. And she saw one on her mother's desk. So we kind of are like, her mother has a weapon against the Venom. Her mother knows about them. So that's unfortunate. And she has to wrestle with that now. But she doesn't really even wrestle with it. It like I think she needs some time to think, which she doesn't get. No, and that's the issue.
1: I also I don't like Hearing all of this, I wouldn't have to think that hard. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I
0: yes, but you'd have to come to the conclusion that your mother and father both knew about this and hid it. And like she loves her father. And like, what does that say about him? And like that means that her mother went and let her brother die, even though he was her favorite. And, like, it's just not great. <laughs> There's... But she doesn't even really get a chance to think about all that stuff because she's just so mad at Zayden at the moment. Like, I I just think she needs some time to think, and we don't get that in this book. But I think her biggest issue is going to be realizing that her family and everyone she trusts on that side of things is actually shitty. Um, Yeah, so he basically lets her keep the dagger because
1: she should be safe yeah whatever words are able to protect herself so um, what is do we know what are do they just call it an alloy or is it like a specific it, she
0: like the one he handed her was exactly like the one she saw on her mother's desk so it's an alloy
1: dagger with runes on it cuz it's an alloy i'm assuming the runes an alloy are just like a combination metal? I don't know.
0: I'm assuming the runes are important. maybe, But I don't yeah, know. Okay,
1: I, I Like, I don't know.
0: I was like, this seems like it should be something more. But I assume, like, maybe the runes have something to do with the dragon magic? Because, like, why would that be what they use to power their um, wards? So I don't really understand it. Um... He basically tells her that he never lied to her, but she says he twisted the truth, which I guess is true. Um, And he tells her that he should have told her earlier, but he's risking everything now to let her know since her best friend could take the memory and then everything would be lost. And she says like, he didn't give her a chance. Like he, she uh, she also doesn't believe that Dane would do that ah. and he wouldn't put the right. he wouldn't put the codex above people suffering and then she also says like she could have learned to ward the memory but he didn't no, trust her no
1: no 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 no
0: no like I know and that's why later, why later when she realizes what happens I'm like clearly he was right you couldn't Yes. Which is why I'm like she just needs some time to think about this because she needs to get her head on straight and obviously she doesn't in this book which I am mad about. I get her being pissed but I'm also like just chill for
1: a bit. Have yeah. a cup of tea. I mean they're in the middle of the outdoors wilderness. <laughs> I don't think tea is something they can freely. Yeah.
0: I know. I well, you can pick something like pick some good old labrador tea i guess um anyway so he he kind of says what we're saying he says like this is bigger than them it's bigger than their relationship like he watched his father die and he didn't want to lose her and he says like she loves him but she cuts in and says loved and he shouts He shouts, you love
1: me. <laughs> and everybody there is just like, Yeah, it, just What it is it happening? Like, it's true. Like, she can't <laughs> not love him. In, like, it's not gone. Immediate. Yeah. I get, like, I get what she's feeling.
0: But, yeah.
1: I think haggling. she's just, like, she's. She can't
0: keep saying it. It
1: just really, especially, you're going to say what you're going to say now, so say it. And I'm just <laughs> going to have feelings.
0: Yeah. She says everything she felt was based on secrets and
1: deception. And he says that it's real. No. No, I don't believe that. I do not agree. I disagree. Like, like, all he did was fib about where he was going. But, like, he didn't.
0: Because he just told her that he couldn't tell her. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, he didn't say. He said he couldn't tell her where he was going. And then... She asked, and he was
1: like, fine, I went here. But you can't
0: ask me why. And she was like,
1: yeah. Yeah, so like, I'm just, I'm I'm very annoyed because she's like, everything was based on secrets and deception. And it's like, no, it wasn't. But... It wasn't. Insane sexual chemistry I... that was there the whole time. <laughs> Him leaving yeah. you like a little glass, a little Bob Jar of violets, Like, that he wasn't yeah. doing that to lie to you or to deceive you. You know what I mean? Like I do him being sad about his dad being dead and you comforting him. Obviously that was not a lie. So like yeah. I just I feel like she's focusing on the wrong things and like I agree with him. It's bigger than them. Like what he is doing, yes. I don't believe and I'm going to might get a lot of hate for this. I don't believe that what he's doing has anything to do with her. Like I mean it so does I but I it think- doesn't. Like Just because he's doing this doesn't mean that, like, he's a... Like, it doesn't mean that their relationship is, 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 is a lie. Yeah. It's like saying that, like, oh, hey, like, this guy is a hockey player. And he... Well, he's a hockey player. And, oh, he's got a girlfriend. And the girlfriend being like, I can't believe you! You didn't tell me you were a hockey player! everything was a lie like it has one doesn't have anything to do with the other no you're you're
0: also missing the fact that he's he is a traitor against their their kingdom and she is the daughter of a general to the king of the kingdom like it's it's not it would be if her father or mother were a hockey manager. <laughs> and the hockey player boyfriend was on like... the other team. Yeah. And it was Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> this analogy is not working. But we can't just say it has nothing to do with her. Like her entire upbringing, her entire life, everything is about the kingdom. Like the propaganda of this kingdom, like everybody goes to this battle school to be in the army to fight against the Griffins. And he's working with the Griffins,
1: yeah. Hours, but she's already learned that he's doing it because they're under siege by, by mystical creatures. She's
0: learning. <laughs> she she still doesn't like. If you're like, <laughs> this is like what fairy tales did we listen? Did we read as children? But like this would be like if you were like told now that dragons are outside of our borders, killing people. And you're like, dragons aren't real. They think you're a bit crazy. And then you're working it through in your head and you're like, Oh, this makes a bit of sense, but you're still pissed that the person didn't tell you. But she's not like she's she's getting there, but she's not like a hundred percent there yet. She's like, This is insane. You're all crazy. This is a prank. <sighs> anyway. I, I do think that she needs time to think it through because like once she really realizes that, hey, they're there, they're killing people, this is awful, and like her mother and the king are hiding it from everybody, I think she'll figure her shit out. Although we'll definitely have like a full fucking book of them not being together because of annoying shit. But anyway, she, she does say like she believes him, but that doesn't mean she trusts him anymore. I also think that part is a bit of immaturity, like, everything's not black and white about trust, and relationships have so many layers, which I think, like, I don't think you can just be like, I don't trust anything you say anymore because of this one thing that you had to keep a secret because I could easily have gone to my mother and then they she would have killed you. Um... So anyway, they all leave for Athenvine, and she kind of chats with her dragons, and she can feel their guilt, which kind of helps her overcome her anger at them, Um, and Taryn says, like, he won't lie to keep her safe again, so, like, she basically just immediately forgives both of them.
1: (laughs) Fuming! I'm fuming! (laughs) Fuming! Yeah,
0: I just think that they need to have a conversation, and they didn't—they didn't get time. They didn't get time to have it, a real one. After she like needs to chill out from her original moment, she needs to see that Ben and are real, and then have that conversation.
1: I'm just like I feel like I need um, to meditate to calm down. <laughs> I'm So That's angry bad. at this whole situation. <laughs> she has the perfect man, and she's like, mm, "You lied to me, me."
0: You're a traitor against our kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She is kind of thinking to herself now about everything because like, this is, if she's going to believe that venom are real, it's really like wild, I'll say, but she does realize like the archives only have texts from the last 400 years. And in her father's note, it says it only takes one desperate generation to change history. So, like, he was trying to, like, set her up for
1: finding out. So, like, what? So that she would... 410 years ago, they changed history. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, so 600 years ago was when, I guess, Navir became... There's 200 years of history missing. So from 600 years ago to 400 years ago. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I gotta... I have a thing. What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet?
0: I don't know what you're saying i don't know what i want to bet because i don't know what you're saying
1: what do you want to bet
0: but you're right about
1: something i can't bet anything i bet you a coffee a Starbucks. <laughs> that the general is actually like 600 years old and he was in charge of erasing all those histories like him with the crazy dragon the black one
0: Melgreen? Yeah. yeah either
1: that or the king but i have a feeling it's gonna be mel Green.
0: That is actually
1: immortal. Yep.
0: Well, I guess we don't How know. How then, like, do the dragons? Oh,
1: extend lives. Yeah, mm. like that could be could normal, be, but we're killing them off. We are, although, coming. like, member was her name Amelie's dad. He was still alive. What yeah. happens with their dragons yeah. when they retire? Do their dragons also retire and just wait for the the wait for him to die of old age before they take a new rider? Can they sever the bonds no. like early and be like, "You're retiring, okay? I'll go get someone new now."
0: Yeah, but when if they severed the bond, the rider the rider
1: would die. But what if? I but think. if it was like a consensual severing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Consent is great. know,
0: but um, <laughs> like
1: if both of them just agreed, like, "Hey, we just need to see other people."
0: Yeah. <laughs> See other people. Let's open this relationship up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens there. Because it's the same as, like, the healer guy that... But he still uses his dragon's magic to heal. He's just at the Right, campus. so where's his
1: dragon? And then that throws a wrench into our...
0: His dragon has to be but at then the that, campus Because he's using the But then, the then that throws in...
1: Oh, okay. I'm just saying. It throws a wrench into our, our whole, like dragons need to be close to the riders theory yeah
0: well he must he must be staying at the The the
1: dragon would be pissed
0: well he gets to stay in the veil and maybe he'll have a little baby
1: or play with the babies
0: yeah i don't know i don't there's too many
1: questions
0: i don't want somebody to be 600 years old
1: i do (laughs) <laughs> That's fair. I just think it's
0: like done a lot. Although it'd be kind of cool if it's like a for real villain that is 600 years old and like we get to watch him yeah. die. Like I'd be
1: cool. That's what that. I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking he's going to pull like a, like a Duke Parrington, like Definitely. a Duke Parrington situation, but like not a demon. Different bodies? Not a demon <laughs> in Duke Parrington, but like if Duke Parrington was the bad guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Like you know what I mean cuz like everyone suspects the king is the supremo bad guy. I'm I'm oh. going with no. It's the General Melgreen guy. And he's yeah. been he's been like secretly controlling the king for generations. All the kings. I could see that.
0: Yeah, cuz like he's he's the
1: shitty person
0: and he was yeah. I could see him being like the the bad yeah. bad guy. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I thought you were trying to say like,
1: "Tell you somebody needs to refer back to these podcasts for all of my amazing predictions <laughs> when they turned out to be true." <laughs>
0: yeah, in like six years when we yeah. have all the books.
1: Mark your calendars,
0: people. Probably only maybe, maybe three. Maybe Mark only the three calendars. Years. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> What were we saying? So they get to the outpost, but it's empty, which Weird. is not good and very mm. odd. Um, and Zayden tells them like to divide and search and Violet, obviously, to stay with him. And Violet says, like, this is one of the most strategic garrisons that they man, and they wouldn't abandon it for war games. And Zayden's like, that's what I'm worried about. Um... He asks her if she told Dane about Athen being uh, this place. And she says she never hid anything from him. Unlike him. Like she's making a dig at him. And it's just such mm-hmm. shitty timing. Because he's like... she. He asks if Dane touched her face. And she just says he always touches her like that. And she would know if he saw her memories. But Zayden says... She wouldn't know. And she, like, is trying to say she can't believe that he would take it, but then she remembers that, like, Dane tried to take her memory. Without asking. Without asking about Amber. And she's like, fuck, maybe he would. like, Yeah, here it is. Um, but Zayden finds a note from Colonel Atos, which is obviously Dane's father, and it says that they need to survive if they can, um and violet realizes that dane did this and that like she kind of starts feeling like it's Mm -hmm. her fault it is because dane took her memory yeah and zayden says it's not her fault but that like they were basically sent here to die um i think this needs to be a bigger part like i think she needs to Mm -hmm. feel more about this and i
1: think
0: think she needs to apologize
1: to zayden about being like you didn't trust me i could have guarded my memories no you fucking couldn't
0: well, she didn't know she had to then. If he had told her everything, she might have been able to, like, put a block in place. Obviously, she's going to have to do that about all of this if she ends up back at school. Yes.
1: Mom, we read that excerpt.
0: I know. But I was trying to be nice to our listeners. I mean... <laughs> if they didn't. <laughs> um, um, Yeah. But yeah, I think that there's going to be more to this. Like, she's got to... She has to confront her relationship with her mother, with Dane. She needs to confront her relationship with her sister. Like, how much does her sister know? Like, there is so many things that we need to see her deal with. And then I think she's finally going to be like, Oh, Zayden, I'm sorry. I hope. And I hope it doesn't take that long. But anyway. Taryn tells her that something is off in the valley below. And we don't really know what that means. Um... And that's about it about that until the end of the book. But the letter that Zayden got gave him a choice. So they can either abandon the village of their enemy to be destroyed or abandon command of his wing in the war games. And if they leave right now and abandon this town, they could get to the war games in time. (laughs) You're like, this is... An insane yeah. choice.
1: So essentially, let all the people in that town die to go play a game, or save those people. And essentially, like, I feel like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like offering them and being like, or else we'll know you're traitors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. either come to the war games yeah. and like pretend like nothing happened and like you can keep going about your like merry little lives, or if yeah. you choose to stay and fight we're going to know that you guys are traitors.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of funny because you're like, what if Zayden had taken, like, anybody else other than the people he took? Like, what if he took people that weren't rebellion? But, like, I thought they weren't
1: supposed to gather in groups more than three.
0: They're not, but that's why, like, during the chaos of the war games, he got to pick who went, and then he picked his group and they ran away before anyone could say Mm. no. So realistically he should have only had like three of them and then everybody else should have been just Mm -hmm. a rando. And then what would they have done? Like he wouldn't be able to say, Oh, (laughs) they're testing me. And then all these other people, I I just, I feel like they didn't really think it through. And also Violet's there. Like her mother really doesn't give a fuck about her. Neither does Dane just saying, I'll miss you. Like sent her to die. Like, Oh, you chose him. You can go die. Hey, ugh. I need him to get his
1: in the next book. I know he really does I wish she just chopped his penis off. <laughs> That's what I want.
0: I I hope she doesn't get that close to his
1: penis, or Taren like slices it off with a claw.
0: If she's only up to his ankle, his claw <laughs> is too big. <laughs> Oh God! My head went to that <laughs> Robert Nor <laughs> to that. Um, no, who was it? Jesus.
1: Um, it's definitely not oh, him. What's her
0: name? No, that's not what I meant to say. I tried to say Nora Roberts, but it wasn't who I was talking about. <sighs> anyway, the author that <laughs> did the dragon and the, the dragon. Katie had Roberts. <laughs> Katie Roberts, and I'm like. <laughs> Now I could can, just can't. That can't, can't talk about dicks and dragons because
1: I can't. <laughs> For anyone listening, the
0: dragon is too if you big.
1: Too if big. If you haven't read *The Dragon's Bride* by Katie Robert, you should go out and purchase it because this dragon man has two penises and he uses yes. them to have sex with his bride, who is a human woman. Yeah. So anyway, anyway it's scaly. <laughs> If his penis is scaly? I doubt it. Like a dragon penis? You don't think it would be scaly? No. Because I kind of feel like... You don't think it would be skin the way humans are? I think it would
0: be kind of like... Like... Dragons would probably be naked
1: most of the time. What do you mean probably? I feel like
0: it would probably be...
1: I feel like we could say definitely. I don't think they make... I think he wears clothes in the the book. The dragon does not wear clothes. Oh, you mean in the Katie Robert book. Okay.
0: Yes. (laughs) I thought we were talking about his dick. (laughs) But I feel like... Uh, I think...
1: Can I just say, I think the correct terminology is dicks. (laughs) Uh, True, true.
0: I feel like they stay close to the body. Pop out? They, like, come out from the scales. And it's not like... Skin skin, but I kind of imagine like how gross a horse's dick looks.
1: <laughs> I've never. Have you never seen a horse? I've never seen <laughs> a male horse. No, I've dick. never had a. I've never looked. I've been around horses. There, I haven't looked. If one was out, you if would notice it.
0: Not, you, would, you should look not. it up.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think I will.
0: I, I think I will. I, I'll send you a picture someday. You, you don't, don't flash too. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if I'm just in school and all of a sudden (laughs) I get, like, a a horse's penis? Big ol'
0: horse's dong. Yeah, um, they're very prominent, and if one was out, I think you would notice. Anyway, Liam can see a venom walking towards the gates, and he just, like, slams his staff and it destroys the gate. I think there's, like, three or four of them. Um... Bodhi wants to go down but Zayden kind of stops them and he says like this isn't a game they could all die and like he isn't there as a leader they're all like kind of on the same page um Violet then says at least there aren't Wyverns there and no one knows what she's on about and you're like great I feel you know, like I, she needs to knock on what thing to say <laughs> yeah right um but she says they were created to compete with dragons and griffins and, like, the venom channel into them instead of them channeling yeah. into the person. And you're like, make the connection here so we don't have to almost die. But no, can't do that. Um, so there are four venom. there are ten of them, and there are seven griffin flyers. And one of the Griffin flyers shows up and tells them that she isn't going to ask them to fight. The rest of her drift is making their peace with their gods. And she actually wants them to leave. Um, she says like two of them, two venom took down two drifts of Griffin and a whole city. So like fighting is basically death. Uh, Imogen says like they have dragons though, but she says the dragon's fire can't kill venom. And this one flyer thanks Zayden for keeping them alive these last months. And like she le- and then she tells them to leave, and she goes on to fight with her drift.
1: How many dra- um, how many griffins are in a drift? Do you think for two venom? I I just to assume... take down two drifts plus a city. That's like oh, I wonder how many.
0: Well, this this drift has seven, I guess, but I feel like anything over one dragon can one griffin. Like, one griffin is called a drift. It's just like what you call Ooh, a group okay. of them. But like, even if it was two sevens, that like, is that's a Zayden. Lot, yeah. And like, yeah, so it's it's not it's not good. Um, Zayn says that Segael has never run from a fight, and he isn't leaving, but he can't order them to join. And he's responsible for all of them. And they all crossed the parapet because of his deal, not because they wanted to. So he forced him into the quadrant, but he won't force them to fight here. But one by one, they all agree. And Liam says he watched his parents die doing the right thing. So he likes to think his death would be just as honorable. Uh, Violet kind of asks, tern what he's thinking because she's like it's not just her choice to decide if she wants to fight yeah like it's his too and he says they will feast on their bones and like she doesn't want to leave innocent people or her squad to die and she kind of thinks back to the flyer that said like she didn't believe a soren gale would fight and she's just thinking like she's Glad that Rhiannon and Sawyer and Riddick aren't here and they'll make it to second year. And she thinks to herself, she knows that, I guess her name is Mira, but I've been saying Myra the whole time, so sorry. But she knows that Mira would understand. And I'm like, do we think she will?
1: Because I feel like she's probably- All Mira- No, but I think if she says, like, I was trying to save innocent people, I think Mira would understand that. But I- also yeah. think Mira would be like, no, you need to get yourself safe. Like, I feel like Mira <sighs> would be like, leave them all to die and get yourself safe. But I think secretly yes. she would understand, but I think on the surface she'd be like, no.
0: I just wonder, like, I'm, we're assuming she doesn't know about all of this. Correct.
1: Or, well, so... She's one of the fighters. Yeah. Like, you would think that when they're fighting, they would know... But she did say
0: that she saw a grift of what she thought were dragons that didn't make sense. And, like, she doesn't hear things that are above her pay grade or whatever. So, like, I feel like she doesn't know. I just don't know how she would react if she were told. Like, Violet has a lot of faith that she would do the same thing. But I'm just like, I don't know yet. Yeah. Um. And then she obviously thinks of her mother too, but her mother obviously has to know about this and has done nothing. And she's like, cool, I'm going to fight too. Um, Liam reports that seven, and then he says now six of the flyers are engaged. So I assume that one is already dead. Like that was real fast. <laughs> um, but they're trying to keep um, the weird fire that the venom wheeled away from civilians and three are kind of surrounding the city, and one is going to a clock tower in kind of the middle of the city. And Zayden divides them all, but the only way to kill the venom are with a, the daggers they have. So that's obviously going to be hard on the backs of dragons. So they're probably going to have mm-hmm. to get off. Um, they all go to their dragons, and Sagale kind of has a moment with Violet, and she says she knew Violet would make the right choice. And Zayden did too. She also says that Violet is a far away from the girl, af- like, the girl that she was after the parapet, and that she approves, and Violet just says she didn't ask for her approval. And I kind yeah. of like this, like, I like Violet, like, getting into her own and having the confidence to be like, I don't but like need your approval. I, I also
1: feel doing. like she's still mad at Sigal, because Sigal's one of the ones who, like, Sigal's the one who told Tarn and Darna by... Proxy, like, don't tell Violet about this. Like, so I just, I feel like she's still a little pissed at her.
0: Yeah, I don't, I I kind of feel like they decided as a group not to tell her. I don't think that Sigal was like, don't tell her. Because Taren has been fighting this battle the entire time he's been alive. Yes. So I just, I don't, like, I think he made a poor decision i don't really blame segale but maybe she does blame scale i don't know um violet goes to talk to inderna and tells her that she needs to stay behind and she tells her that she'll feel the moment when there's nothing left and she needs to fly no matter how bad it feels and it's just mm. heartbreaking because she's obviously talking about like the moment she dies, and needs to like fly away. Sh- she needs to fly away, and she needs to like she needs to be okay enough to fly away. And I'm like, I don't think Anderna's gonna be okay mm-hmm. enough to fly away if yeah. you die, man. <laughs> like that's not a good strategy. Um, but she needs to get behind the wards, basically. Um, Violet sees a dragon fly nearby but knows that no one else should be here. And it shoots blue fire and only has two legs. What? (laughs) What could it be? So it's obviously a wyvern. And Taryn tells her, like, they've created an abomination. And he has suspected that they did, but didn't know. Which I just think is interesting. So, like, is this new? Because clearly he kind of makes it out like he's been fighting before. I just don't really understand. Like Wyverns might be new, but then also they're in the fairy tale books from ages ago. I don't know. Um, Zayn comes over and gives her another dagger, and she asks if he's going to tell her to stay behind, but he knows that she won't, and he says he tries to pick fights he knows he can win. But she asks about General Millgreen, on the topic of knowing he can win, because General Milgreen's supposed to be able to know what happens in a battle before the battle happens. That's like his signet or whatever. But the rebellion relics actually block him knowing the outcome of a battle with people that have the rebellion relics. Ooh. So, General Milgreen, like, he basically shot himself in the foot by giving them these relics. Because it was his idea all along, and now he's blocking what he can see, so it's real dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's his Obviously, own fault. he, he didn't like, know that was going to But, like,
1: this is <laughs> yeah. what happens when you try and punish children. Exactly. Karma. Um, karma, asked- General. <laughs> karma. It is. It is karma.
0: Karma is a dragon. Um... She asks if there are any other secrets that Zayden's keeping from her and he says yes and to stay alive and he'll tell her whatever she wants. I love it so much. I I love that. I'm like, I love how real he I is know. in that moment. I'm like, I love it. And she tells him she needs him to survive even if she hates that she loves him. <sighs> so they obviously mount and fly off and... Taryn tells her, like, he feels something in the trading post, and, like, all of the dragons can feel it. And then they see the venom on top of the clock tower, and they go for him, and Taryn uses his fire and destroys the clock tower, but obviously not him, because we were literally just told that fire doesn't work on them, so I don't know why they thought that would work. Um, a wyvern cuts in front of them, and it's a different one. There are now multiple wyvern around. Mm-hmm. And Taryn is relaying orders to all of the dragons and all of the griffins, so he's like the leader of all of these animals. Okay,
1: online. here's my question: So, like, Dragonfire yes. dragon fire doesn't kill the the venom, right? What if mm-hmm. a dragon ate one? I, I assume. It Why would can't kill the them? like Terran is gigantic? Why can't he just go? But, like, why can't he just, like, shoot his fire as a distraction and then go, chomp, chomp, num nom, num.
0: Yeah, or just bite them. Or that.
1: Off. I'm easy either way.
0: I know. I just, you know what I think of when I think of eating them? I think of um, mm, Lysandra in yeah. that scene where, like, after, when she yeah. throws it all up. Um, Only this he, time
1: he would throw I it up like and then probably... it would, like, knit itself back together and be like,
0: "Ooh." Well, maybe. Maybe they're already dead. I don't know. I guess. Could they, like steal your magic from inside of you if you tried to eat them?
1: That sounds very far-fetched.
0: I don't know anything about them. I don't... Like, are they just Frankensteins? Are they all zombies? I'm assuming
1: we'll get more.
0: Oh, we will. Actually, not that long. But still. No. Um. So, Garrick and Bodie are helping to evacuate, and Zayden asks her and Liam to help, help with cover, and Soleil is a third year that's there I think she's a third year but it's another girl that's there and Liam are like off their dragons and like getting people to the entrance of a mine and a venom is approaching so Violet is trying to hit it with her lightning but she can't really aim which we already knew but like she's trying that's good um
1: <laughs> sorry
0: the Venon- just the fact
1: that she can't okay. aim like this is- she needs more training then
0: she does, and she says it too. She's like, "Shit! Like if she actually had training, she would be kicking ass." But ugh, it's not great. Um, the venom like are destroying the place and trying to kill all these people. I don't, I don't really know why they need to kill all these like civilians. It just seems unnecessary. But go off. Um, But then the venom starts channeling from the earth and like the grass starts to die around it in a circle and it's growing outwards and outwards. And like Violet can see a man has collapsed and he turns into a husk inside of this growing circle. And she starts to yell, but it's too late because Soleil and Fuel, her dragon, both... I don't know if that's right. I think it's F U I L. F U. I don't know if that's right either. You will. Anyway, um, they both wheel inside of this circle. Sorry, I'm, I'm still on it. Wheel. Okay. I don't even know well, if I wrote the name down right. Who so. knows? Um, but they both die. So that's <laughs> that's real bad. <laughs> but I don't think it's super surprising. I like obviously the Venon is taking magic from everything in this circle, so like if you touch it it's gonna take the magic from you and then you're just a husk. Um two Griffins and Liam end up killing a Wyvern and a Wyvern and Venon are going by a building with explosives, so Taryn ends up lighting it on fire, but they lived through it because we knew they would. Um but they need to get the wyvern out of town to give the people a chance. But they're clearly looking for something. And it's the same thing that's feeling weird to the dragons. That we don't know what it is. So Violet tries to draw them out with her lightning. Since she like she knows they see her lightning as a threat. So she goes over and like throws a whole bunch of lightning into the air. And then the wyverns swarm to them. And she tries... Again and again to hit them. And she, like, she says she lets down a wall between her and Terran's power. And she finally ends up hitting one. But there are so many more Wyvern than Venon. So, like, they don't know if a rider dies. Like, obviously, if you kill a dragon, the rider mm-hmm. dies. So she's, like, she hit a Wyvern and she's, like, is a Venon going to die? It's so hard to tell. Right. There's so many. We don't know who's, right. like, the rider might not yeah. be here is what she's kind of thinking um anyway every the reader gets it before this point and I'm like why can't she get it um but they go like around and she tries so many times and she does end up killing another wyvern and um Zayden and Bodhi's dragons take out two more and then Zayden she sees Zayden jump off Sigail's back and use his shadows to hide the people evacuating, but a wyvern goes for him and she screams out, but like he already knows. But during that moment of her being afraid for him, she isn't paying attention to herself and Taren, and Zayden ends up yelling to her, beneath you right. to her, and they have to bank to stop blue fire from like singeing Taren, and it's about to come at. Taryn again but Seagal like barrels through and into it and stops it and she like glares at Violet in kind of a like Violet is there to watch Taryn's back Seagal is gonna watch Zayden's back also he's gonna watch his own but like it's it's obviously hard like they've never been in battles like you can't really expect her to know what to do like this is a lesson she needs to learn but it's it's unfortunate and obviously, super hard.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. I just feel like she's being harsh.
0: Yeah, um, she sees then that Liam needs help. There's a wyvern and a venom on his tail, and he runs down his dragon days back and gets flicked into the air and lands on the wyvern and slits the venom throat. So that's a venom dead. Like we're down one of them. How so many were there? Four um yeah, yeah. There's three the wy, wi- yeah um the wyvern drops out of the air and liam jumps and day catches him so he killed a venom, and then the wyvern drops interesting um another wyvern comes i you know another wyvern comes towards them and taryn splits him open with his claws and tail and Violet starts to think, like, maybe they will survive mm. this, but then a wyvern dives at Day and attacks Day before, uh, no, sorry. A wyvern dives at them and Day attacks it before it can hit Tarn. And Liam ends up falling off because he hadn't gotten a chance yeah. to situate himself. And Violet, like, grabs him and puts her, like, her shoulders pop out. of
1: Yeah, her- yes. Pops out the socket. Yeah.
0: While she's grabbing him. Yeah. Uh, but Liam pulls himself up and she wraps the saddle belt around him to keep him on. But Day is now in a fight with the wyvern that was flying mm-hmm. at them. And Day is losing. And Taren can't get to him. And Violet asks Zayden to help. But he's like, if I leave here, all the civilians are going to die. So they're basically on their own. Um another wyvern flies towards them and Taryn rips out his throat and Zayden says he's on the way but Liam tells her that she needs to take out the riders and she says she knows and he tries to say something else but they're thrown sideways and you're like damn it why couldn't Mm -hmm. he tell her but Day screeches then and the wyvern roars in victory and they both crash into the hillside together and the wyvern limps away, but Day doesn't move. And Violet can, like, hear Taryn and Darna cry out. And Taryn tells her she only has a few minutes. And she knows she needs to get Liam today because... Why? Because Liam why? is going to die now. Because the dragon died, and if a dragon dies, the rider yeah. dies. Which is wild. Because, like, he's a perfectly healthy, super strong man. And now he is going to die because his dragon died. So they slide down Taryn's leg, but Liam literally can't make it. He, like, she catches him as much as she can, but he falls to the ground. And he tells her it's all right. And then he tells her to watch out for his sister Sloane. And she promises that she will. And he tells her that Zayden needs her, so she should hear him out, and she agrees, and she thanks him for everything, and he says that it's his honor, and I just love him so much. It's so sad.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Like, Liam is, like, our precious little baby boy, and I just don't want him to die. I know.
0: I just don't understand why he has to. I know, because the sweetest
1: one of them all always is, like, the sacrificial lamb yeah
0: um but Zayden rushes over and like picks up Liam body and bones and carries him over to die and day
1: die next to day die would be a terrible carries game. him over to die to, next <laughs> to day
0: oh yeah yeah that's exactly what it is um and then Violet looks up and sees dozens of wyvern coming towards them And hears Zayden yell in her head. And she knows that Liam is dead now. And it is just heartbreaking. (laughs) I'm going to say, I didn't cry when I was reading it, but I was very sad. (laughs) Um, Zayden runs towards her then and tells her that Liam said there are only... uh, There are two riders with that horde that just showed up, I guess. The Mm -hmm. horde of the twelve. And she needs to go after the riders. But there are still three riders alive. Shit. Um, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, why is he telling me I need to go after them? And Zayden's like, because he needs to hold the wyvern off. So she needs to go after the riders and he's going to go after the wyvern. Um, Zayden says he has faith in her and he yanks her close and kisses her head and says, there's no me without you.
1: Sorry. I love it so much. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) And then
0: he says- I do too. He says he'll give her as much time as possible, like keep the wyvern away. And she knows then that they are all going to die. Like, that's just yeah. the way it is. Like, they're all going to their death right now. And that Zayden will probably be the first of them to die.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
0: sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, so Violet and Terror get in the air and Violet on leashes and she ends up killing a wyvern but another comes at them and a venom lands on Taren's back and stabs Taren with a sword behind his wing and Tarn like rolls but the, the venom stays on by holding onto the sword and, like, their feet are like swinging out behind them it's awful um and Violet knows in her head she knows she's missing something but she's obviously in the middle of a fight right now and she can't figure it out so she knows that she needs to like get this venom off of um, Taryn's back. So she unclips herself and goes after the venom, and they fight. And she thinks like all of her challenges have led up to this. Um, but she has to use her arm to stop a punch to the face, and it snaps a bone in her arm, which is not great. And the venom is like unnaturally quick at adapting and knowing her moves. And Violet is on the defense which is not good if you want to win um and the venom stabs her in the side with a green tipped va- dagger and when she pull, and like violet pulls it out but something feels really wrong and the dagger isn't green tipped anymore
1: Yikes.
0: i don't mean to laugh at that but it's but just obvious like, yeah we know what yeah. that means um, but she feels like a burning moving through her, but she obviously can't do much about it right now because the venom is still right there. But the venom tells her there's so much untapped power she could, like, Violet could command the sky to surrender all its power. And she wants to take Violet back to split her open and see where the lightning is coming from. And then she mentions letting her sage, like, take a look at her instead of her doing it. And Violet's like, oh, she's a student, too. So, like, this group of Venom also have, like, a...
1: Yeah. What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? That it's somebody... (laughs) It's somebody she's already met. And it's, like... Or, like, somebody that she sort of secretly knows. Or something. I'm just... I'm convinced. I do, Do yeah. Do you think?
0: But they can't have, like, the red. I don't know. Like, all the Venom have, like...
1: I don't know. That's just... that's just my predicament or she's gonna end or this sage is gonna end up being like violets like antithesis and like they're gonna have like a epic battle at the end yeah book
0: five (sighs) yeah um obviously everybody that is part of her bond knows that she was stabbed and is hurt and Violet ends up telling Zayden through the bond that the venom is too fast, and he tells her to level the playing field. And then his shadows spread over Terrence's back, and Violet knows Terrence's back, and she also mm-hmm. has lightning, so she lights the sky up for a second, and the venom is obviously disoriented, and she ends up being able to stab them in the Lovely. ribs. Lovely. So two venom down, four. Yeah, two, two left. left.
1: No. No. Yeah. No. Yes. There was five. There was four yeah. originally and then two showed up so six. And No, and but Liam I think it was two. One.
0: Yeah, Liam killed one. So she just killed there's one.
1: Four um, left. I think
0: there was only I don't, think, I don't think I don't
1: think I don't think two
0: more showed up. I just think the two were Oh. Ones
1: oh. Okay. Board. I understand.
0: Yeah. But I don't know like I feel like Liam could tell who was connected. Like, I wonder if that's something that he could... Maybe. Because that's kind of what confused me. How did me, he know? It's like, how did he know? And I wonder if, like, his dragon could tell there was connections. I don't know.
1: But what never His power because... was just sight, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Not... Unless he... His farsight had expanded into, like, being able to see things that weren't in plain sight. So he could yeah. see, like, maybe connections. Hmm. The
0: bonds, yeah. Maybe. It's also like, maybe two more did come, but I, I do only remember hearing about two right. more deaths. So I kind of assumed it was only four total. Um, but she tells Zayden that, like, she got it, so the shadows disappear, and she stumbles to her saddle, um, holding her side, and three wyvern fall from the sky, and Violet realizes, like, this is what Liam was trying to tell her. They have to kill the venom because the that will kill yeah. their wyvern. So, like, the venom's power goes into the wyvern; they're channeling that way. So, if the venom dies, mm-hmm. the wyvern die. So, this one venom that she killed
1: it's had three wyvern.
0: No, it's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and Zayden is struggling to hold them back, but Violet tells him like, "There's a new plan now." And to let the shadows fall. And he kind of fights against her. And, and Darina is kind of trying to come help too. Because she knows that Holy everything shit. is awful. And Segale is like screaming in fear Violet thinks. And Violet tells Zayden like if he's ever trusted her to like let like stop with his shadows now. And she knows she needs to take down the more powerful Venom that's left. So if there are two left, like she needs to take down the more powerful one. And then Zayden can take down the last one. Um, Taren tells her which one is the more powerful of the two. And she tells Taryn that the Venon said she could command the sky, but she's going to need every ounce of his power. Um, and obviously she, again, tries and tries and tries, but ends up missing, missing, missing. And she asks Taren for more power but he doesn't want to let another rider die because they don't know their limits. And she says she does, but <laughs> she's like, I do know my limits. But then as she's getting this power that he's like, fine, I'll let you have more. Like her heart jolts and she starts to get super hot. And you're like, are you sure you know your limits? Cause this is not what you're supposed to be no, feeling. But at man. the same
1: time, I do feel like maybe she would have, um, maybe she would have like, not, Gotten like gotten too hot when, like considering the fact that she's poisoned. Like I feel like that's playing yes, into yes, it. Yes.
0: That's that's a big, yeah, of course. Um, and Darren is like begging to help still, and Violet says only what she needs. So they stop time, and the venom don't stop. Like they use magic too, so they're able to like they're slowly moving towards them, even though. Time has stopped. The venom can mm-hmm. still kind of move a bit, um, but Violet lights the entire sky up with lightning, and lightning just goes everywhere. But with the like, with the time stopped, it's not yeah. really moving. So she's just like trying to get one tendril of all the lightning in the entire sky to move towards this venom, and she's taking more power and more power from Taryn. And Zayden is yelling in her head, but she like sh- like completely ignores him and she takes the shot and like, she lets go of Vanderna's powers. And obviously the lightning does hit the venom, which kills it, which is great. I'm glad that that actually works. Cause that'd be real shitty if it didn't. Yep. Um, but over half the wyverns fall from the sky, but the other Venon is coming for, for her and Zayden grabs him with his shadows and then pulls the venom onto his knife.
1: Amazing. Why couldn't he do that earlier? He- like if
0: it's if it's yeah. that easy, well yeah. I just feel like why didn't why didn't he do mm-hmm. that with all of them? So then all the other Wyvern are obviously yep. going to die too, which is good. Um but once she sees the knife going, she knows like everybody's going to live, so she just lets go and she ends up like falling off of terrain. And Zayden is screaming her name and Taryn is racing for her, but she can't feel the bond and she can't access the archives of her power. So like she is completely blind right now of any yeah. bond. Um, and Darna stops time again and like flies under her, but she's like too small to really hold her up. So like, she's kind of just like slowly. Yeah. To bring her like down, just break her instead fall. Of just yeah. Crashing. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, Violet ends up slipping off her back into Zayden's arms and he tells her to fight, but then she just passes out. Uh, she wakes up, but she can't do anything. Like she can't move. She can't open her eyes. She's just there and she can just hear people Mm -hmm. talking and they're trying to decide what to do with her. Like her blood is black and Bazgayeth is over 12 hours away. So, like, she obviously won't make it to the heroes. Yeah. She would die. Yeah. Um, Zayden says there's somewhere closer, but then Garrick says it'll put everything at risk. But Taren, like, bellows at Garrick. And Garrick's just like, he's just warning Zayden what's at risk. And Imogen says if Violet dies, Zayden might die too. So, like, this is a big deal. But Zayden says he doesn't care what happens to him. And you're like, she has to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> but she's gonna fucking you know. forget it all and I'm gonna you know. be so pissed. Uh, so he goes to like take her on to the back of his dragon. But she passes out again because she's being jostled yeah. and it's painful. Um, she wakes up again during the flight but she can't speak and she, just, she is able to open her eyes but she just sees the mountains. Um, she's then, as they're like getting off the dragon, she's Woken up again, and they're arguing over if this is the best idea. But they're on the ground, in Taren roars, and Zayden says he's saying he'll cook him alive if he fails.
1: Yeah, which is fair. Do we know who's um, talking there? Like, is it just Zayden and Garrick, or we don't? It is at that yeah. point.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. I think Bodhi might say something, but like, it's not until after this. Um, But Zayden tells her she has to fight, and she can hate him when she wakes up, Um, but none of it is worth it without you. And she almost believes him, and I'm like, you should just believe him! I'm going to flip this fucking desk! (laughs) And then, someone familiar calls out, but she can't place it. Hmm. And Zayden says, you have to save her. And you're like, who could it be? Yes. So then we're at the last chapter, and the quote of the chapter is Fen Ryerson's last word, you're all cowards, and it's redacted, of course. Um, But this chapter is actually in Zayden's
1: point of view, which is interesting. It just makes me super excited for the special edition, because we're going to get two chapters in Zayden's point of view, and I'm really excited for it. Oh,
0: I listened to this part in the audiobook mm-hmm. of his point of view and the guy talking, I was like, Oh my God, it's
1: so much hotter because
0: mm. <laughs> the rest of the Purple. book is in Yeah. Uh, obviously a woman is speaking, but yeah. Lovely. Anyway, I just love it. Um. So it's been three days and Violet hasn't woken up and Zayden is thinking like she's never looked frail or fragile to him, but she does now. And there's, all-consuming fear between, like, each breath she takes, and he's just wondering if she'll take another one, and it's awful. Um, But luckily, today, she looks a little less leeched, like there's some light in her cheeks. Um, He obviously regrets taking her (laughs) to the war games, which was punishment for his crimes, and for taking Liam, too. He ordered him to keep her safe, and that's what killed him. So his death yeah. is on Zayden and we already know that Violet's like, Liam's death is on me. So like, we've
1: got a lot of guilt coming yeah. up in the next Well, that's program. the problem too, is that they're both going to take responsibility for the kid's death. And like,
0: he's an adult. He made his choice. He even said like, yep. he wanted to do the right thing. Like, you can't.
1: But also that foreshadowing though we couldn't say it before about how he says he hopes his death is he hoped his death would be just as honorable like
0: yeah and like obviously she's gonna become a huge part of this and like do something somehow to Mm -hmm. save the day and like his death won't have been Mm -hmm. in vain type thing like and also she's the hero of the story so obviously but yeah um so Taryn growls at Zayden and says, like, he should have told her about the venom, and now she's suffering. And he knows he should have done a lot of things differently. Um, and he thinks he should have held on to her after the first kiss and not fought his feelings for her. And he should
1: have let her all the way in
0: then. Which, like, they would have no. had so much time. What make. was
1: their first <laughs> kiss? Was it the night of the... feel Like, the night that she felt um Taryn and Sigil
0: horny yeah it wasn't hers yeah mm. yeah
1: I think so I'm pretty sure
0: um he thinks then like she can't die because he knows he won't survive it even if their dragons do survive it like he <laughs> won't survive her death <laughs> and they like it's emotional. It's not even like a physical won't survive it emotionally. But, like, oh, can I just say, I
1: love that, like, this chapter is essentially just all the feels. Yes, so much.
0: And then, like, he kind of names literally in his head every moment that I want to be in mm-hmm. his point of view. So he thinks back to the shock of attraction on the turret, her giving a stranger her boot throwing daggers at his head, um, throwing her on the mat and showing her how to kill him, how she got up the gauntlet, threshing, and obviously saving Anderna, Orin trying to kill her, mastering her shields, his jealousy when she kissed Eidos, and then like throwing daggers at Barlow. So like every moment before they had ever kissed, he's like, I was falling so fucking hard for her, and you're like, "I love Winnegar. I know
1: this. Yeah, the whole like he loves her, but she doesn't know it. I love it. A part of you wants to be like, "Girl, wake up!" But at the same time, you're like, "Oh, yeah, (laughs) so cute."
0: Um, But he he kind of thinks he knew he was getting too close, but he fell before they even kissed. But he couldn't tell her without being completely honest with her. And that's why he was holding back from a relationship, which, like, we get. And, like, all he can think about is the betrayal in her eyes when she found out that, like, what yeah. he was hiding, and, about. like,
1: he still um, hasn't told her he loves her.
0: No, and he even thinks about it. He's like, I can't tell her now because it'll just seem manipulative. And I'm like, you're so yeah. good. I'm so glad he's like, doing consent, that. I like,
1: manipulation, like, he is, he is <sighs> a woke. Yeah. He's a woke
0: king. <laughs> Um, she wakes up then and smiles at him and he's like, oh shit, this must be a trick of the light. (laughs) But he goes to the bed to check her side and where her wound was, there's no black tendrils like there were before. And he tells her he was so afraid to lose her, but she says he isn't going to lose her. And he promises to make it up to her and she looks confused. Mm. And at this moment, I was like, I'm about to throw this book across the fucking room. Like, if she forgets everything, I'm going yeah. to try it. But that's not what happened, thank God. Um, her eyes kind of glaze as she checks with her dragons, and Zayden says, the poison in the dagger went to her brain, so she might not remember some things. Uh, but he says, Andarina is fine. And then he thinks in his head that Andarina is a bit different. She's huge now. <laughs> And she's lost her time tra- time stopping gift. But he doesn't need to tell her that yet. Like that's something she yeah, can deal with. I'm later. so
1: excited to to I know. figure it out. And I'm really excited for her to like channel and get Andarna's gift.
0: I know. Do you think it will be like healing or something? I feel like it's going to be something mm-hmm. on that side of things. Because she was very much like, my gift yeah. is only good for killing. So I feel like she's going to get something. Yeah,
1: I agree. To yeah.
0: balance it out. All mm-hmm. things in balance. That's and, like and Darna's such,
1: a, such like a sweet, uh, like, good-natured, innocent sort of dragon. I feel like her signet is going to... I know it has nothing would, to do with the dragon, but still. Like, I just feel like it's going to be...
0: It's still a combo. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. No, I agree. I think, yeah. Um, Violet gets out of bed then and looks at the landmarks outside. And she asks where they are and not to lie this time. So she's either starting to remember or her dragons told yeah. her what happened. Um, and I guess, like, realistically, her dragons could have just replayed yeah. everything for her and she could know through that. Um, uh, but he he kind of knows that she knows where they are. And she says, it looks like Aridia? But Aridia was burned to the ground after his father's rebellion. And... He agrees, but he says it's in the process of being rebuilt. And she's like, I think I would have heard if it was being rebuilt. Um, But he says they aren't hiding it. (laughs) They're just not advertising it. Smart man. You're like, yeah, fair. Um, She asks him to tell her one thing. And you're kind of like, is she going to be like, "Do do you actually love me? Uh, But it's much, much worse. Um, She asks if Liam is dead. And he can't find the words, but he gives her a new carving that Liam was making. And it's a Vanderna. And she says that it's her fault. But he says it's his. And he should have told her. Yeah, he should have told her, period. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: That's
0: what he's saying. And he tells her, like, Liam was also laid to rest yesterday, but he stayed here with her. So they both missed his funeral, which is unfortunate, because that is heartbreaking. Um, She then tells him to leave so she can get dressed, and then he's like, you're kicking me out of my own room. And it's like, it's kind of a cutish moment, but like, she's also mad, but I just love the like, it's his room, and he had her in his room. I know, I love it too. But she says, now Ryerson. And in his head, like it cuts because she has never called him anything other than yeah. Zayden. Like, even when she should have been calling him Ryerson, she didn't. And it's like he thinks it's because she wanted to keep a line between him and his father because she blamed his father for yeah. her brother's death. And now that she's calling him Ryerson, like he's sad. <laughs> um, but he does leave, obviously, with his yes. consent and <laughs> caring about someone's wishes. Um, But Garrick and Bodhi are outside, and they're happy she's awake, but they say she'll need to decide if she wants to keep the secret. Um, And Garrick says he thinks that she will, and they'll have to teach her how to shield against Atos, which is like, good, maybe we should have done that in the beginning, none of this would have happened. But like, Um,
1: what I don't understand here is they're gonna have to teach her how to shield against Atos, but like... Are they not all kicked out of school? Like, what has happened with the war games? Like...
0: <laughs> I have no idea. We know nothing.
1: I know we, know, we nothing, know nothing. But, like, this is what I mean. Like, do they honestly think they can just show up back at school and be like, Hey, we uh, we got lost. Like, and then everyone be like, Oh, of course you did. Okay. Welcome.
0: You know what I mean? It's just... I have no idea. I,
1: I, I 100% know what you mean. I, I
0: don't know how yeah. she's going to write this. And we don't get any idea in this book. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's wild. Uh, but Zayden asks them if they've heard anything about the flyers, and they say only Serena, who I guess is the one that talks to mm-hmm. them the most, of the Griffin flyers, and her sister lived. So two out of the seven lived. Um, also, Garrick dragon found a small iron block, no box, under the clock tower. That they're trying to figure out, <coughs> which is interesting, because that's like clearly that's seems what they like were after that's what yeah. they were after, and that's what Taryn could feel. so that's gonna be important, but we don't know anything about it. Um Zedid ends up going to Garrick's room to clean himself up because he also hasn't cleaned himself up, and an hour later, he's standing outside the door again, and Violet opens the door. And Bodhi says, it's good to see her. Um, And he'll grab the backup plan. And he says, good luck. So Zayden goes inside to talk to her. Um, And he says, before they can go into anything, is she willing to fight? Like, Mm -hmm. is she on their side? Is she going to fight the venom? And she says, she's in. And he goes to reach for her but she says not happening just because she'll fight and believes, obviously she was literally fighting against them. So I don't know how she could not believe, um, doesn't mean she'll trust him with her heart again, Mm -hmm. (sighs) which makes me sad. Um, and she says, it's not even that he kept it from her, but how easy it was for him. And I think that that's just like, you can't say it was easy for him. Uh -uh. It was not easy for him. Um, and he can see that she still loves him, but, like, it's behind walls now. And he loves her, but, like we said, he doesn't want to say it. Um, but he leans in and says it took him a long time to trust her and fall for, for her. And, like, someone's knocking on the door, but he ignores it. And he says he'll spend every day of his life earning her trust back. And he says he forgot what it was like to be loved – and I think he thinks his dad died and his mom, he thinks, not going there. So,
1: like. It's General Soringale. <laughs> oh.
0: No, no, that would be awful. <laughs> Cause I guess maybe it wouldn't no, be so bad no. if she's so not. This is what
1: I mean. So he's, he's going to okay. be Soren Gale's, like like, unwanted, Legitimate illegitimate heir. child. And she is gonna be like, her father's illegitimate child, so they're not gonna be... be related at all.
0: Okay. I don't... I don't think we're <laughs> doing a City of Bones situation here. <laughs> I I think his mother oh, might okay. be a Sure.
1: Might make yeah. more sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, But, you know, maybe he is the Soren Gale and she is... whatever. I don't know. Um... Uh, but he, he basically says, like, she gave him her heart. I love it! I know. And then she says she's still hoping the missive could have been a part of the war games. Naive. But then... Violet's (laughs) naive. Yeah. Well, I don't Mm. think she acts. she's just, like, hope, like, you know, you wish. But somebody just says, not a chance, little sister. And then... Zayden says she wasn't mended, but she was healed by Brennan, and he opens his arms as to, and says, "Welcome to the revolution." Dun, dun, Violet.
1: Dun.
0: That's the end of the book.
1: Do you Your think he a do, you think,
0: do you think he was like? Do you think he was like, "Welcome to the revolution"? As in, like, look at this; it's the revolution. Or do you think he was like, "Welcome to the revolution"? Come give me a hug because I actually love you. I hope it
1: you. was a hug because he actually loves her.
0: I do too, because she has so little love now that their father is dead.
1: Ah, <sighs> this book. <laughs> so yeah, so her so dead <laughs> brother is not dead but alive. Therefore, uh, Finn Ryerson, Finn, Finn, Fen? Fen Ryerson, Fen. 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 F-E-N. did not kill her brother, like it was told to her all those years ago. So.
0: And that's that's the reason she hated Zayden was yep. because of that. So like that takes right, he
1: kept that from her the whole. Because like especially remember yeah. when he was like, but... "Your mom killed my dad," and she was like, "Well, your dad killed my brother." Like he had to take that and be like, mm, "He didn't though."
0: I know, but do you think this is something that like they really? don't want people to know because he's a healer he's on their side now so like they're like yes everyone needs to think he's dead maybe and like if she found out like but yeah it would have been so easy to be like hey no he's alive he's part. He's on our side now (laughs) yeah i don't know but yeah but yeah that's that's the book i i loved it Like, we've kind of said a few times, like, it's not, like, super groundbreaking. It's not brand new fantasy. It's...
1: It's just good.
0: But it's the shit that I want. It's, like, it's... Yeah, and it's well written. I like
1: it. It's not repetitive. So it's not, like... It's it's very easy to read, and it's easy to get sucked in.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it's fast-paced, and so, like... I don't, that's why I don't understand how there's five books. So much like, happened. This was a full, this was a full year, basically, which is my thing with books. And I'm like, you love it. Every yeah. book is a year. But this book actually was like her full first year. War Games is like at the end of the mm-hmm. first year. So like, I, it just seems wild that there's four more books, but obviously something is going to open up in the next book that is going to blow my tiny little brain apart. And I'm going to be like, oh,
1: the world and is so much bigger. And we're going to it. Oh of course But also like I wonder this is a weird a weird wonder. I wonder if like so they mm-hmm. did a whole year of school. Do they get any time off or are they just gonna go right back into year two?
0: It kind of go feels right like in. they just Yeah. Because like I think they get their letter privilege, but then they just go right back and like the parent, like the war games end, parapet yeah, new people. That's what, I, what think I assume. Too, which is weird yeah did you have any predictions that you want to get off your chest <laughs>
1: other than what we talked about um i don't know i just i really 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 do not want dane to become interesting
0: yeah i don't think it's and like possible. i just i
1: really don't want her to like interact with him and like him do something for her and her realize oh, wow, or, like, he does have feelings for me, or, like, wow, he does actually care for me, or for him to even be, like, I don't know, like, for her to realize, oh, he was fighting the system from the inside the whole time. Like, I don't want I don't no. want him to be <laughs> redeeming at all, because I don't want her to, like, get attracted to him at all.
0: I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be very much um, end of Akamath beginning of War where like she's gonna have to go back and she's gonna have to pretend that everything is fine that nothing yeah. really happened so I really think it's gonna be like one of those situations um which I kind of love because he's gonna be all like look at my sweetness and like kind of like we were in the first book where we were like that's not sweet it's yeah. a piece of shit but she's going to be the one being like, that's not sweet, you're a piece of shit. But she's going to have to be like, oh, thank yeah. you. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like, she's going to have to put up with it, which I hate. But yeah, there's like, there's just so much that's going to happen in the next book because, like, obviously Zayden is probably going to get sent to the front lines. Uh If they go back. I don't understand how they're going to get back there. But Yeah, they're gonna I don't to. know
1: what their excuse anyway. is going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, like. There is there is a little snippet of book two. Um I'm sure you can just Google it. But uh Violet is back at the school. So She manages it. That's something. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get the next book soon. And if it's as amazing as this one, we'll probably yeah. do it soon in yeah. a
1: month. <laughs> one of the months. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I guess we're going to wrap it up for this week and this book. So if you want to get in touch with us and share your thoughts on anything you heard in our episode, or if you have any book suggestions for us, please reach out to us by email at coffeeandcoread at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at coffeeandcoread. And TikTok, we are Read.
0: So next week we're going to be doing a new book. So it's actually the second book of a series where we've already done the first one, but it's A Touch of Ruin by Scarlett St. Clair. So that is the Hades and Persephone series. Uh, the first book was A Touch of Darkness. We're going to read chapters one to six, so make sure to follow along. And if you're enjoying our chats, don't forget to follow, rate, and review wherever you get our content. Thanks for listening,
1: everyone, and we'll see you on the next page.